0: From downtown, this is Tim Kitzer from NBHM, and you're listening to Nintendo Main Podcast. Boom, shakalaka.
1: This week on Nintendo Main, we got so many directs coming up. What is this, E3? Also, Pokemon predictions and what we want and don't want from Tears of the Kingdom.
2: I saved a land of dreams and plunged another into a fiery hellscape. Gold points for
0: everybody.
1: Surprised me for sure.
2: For real though, yeah. I, that was a nice little yeah, little thingy.
1: Welcome to Nintendo Made Podcast, episode three hundred and fifty-nine. Your place to hear Nintendo fans speculate and predict about the mini directs that are heading towards us in our future. We are your hosts. I'm Tratham Sprout Johnson.
2: I'm uh Jeremy Elden Lord Mikowski. I'm John. <laughs> campaign failed admitter.
1: You failed your campaign, you're running for a Chicago mayor? There's uh, about thirty people running for it this week. As I we failed know to even apply. They keep calling us and uh, texting us constantly, sending all sorts of mail about it. But yeah, uh, let's uh, start off the show as we normally do and talk about things that we got and things that we've been playing. I guess since uh mentioned it at the beginning, we might as well talk about the uh, phantom gold points that seem to be yeah, gracing everybody something. around the internet. Uh, I actually had a, I had a job thing that I did last week, and I was out of town for a day. And I was just sitting in my hotel room, and I just checked... Uh, You know, I got the internet working on my Switch and I just checked the eShop just because I do that frequently. And all of a sudden I had 18 bucks in points on there and I'm like, wait, what? I'm like, I didn't put that there. I'm like, like, that shouldn't be there. Because I, you know, I, I monitor my points pretty well and you don't normally get like 18 points for spending like ten dollars on a game or anything like that because i had just Mm. used whatever points i had left to get rhythm sprout which i'll talk about later and that was only like two or three bucks it just took some off Mm. it, so i'm like uh what the fuck is this and i just kind of like left it there and it's still mostly there i was just i was like oh well that's that's weird i was like maybe it was a glitch and then i and then i start to see around the internet other people noticing points showing up (laughs) randomly in their e-shop and i went to the website that shows you like where all your coins come from and mine didn't come from anything, like even on the, even on the website, it's just like a thank you for using the, it says like, thank you for using the Nintendo switch online. Cause it didn't charge, they didn't charge me for it or anything. Like there were no charges. It just gave me like, it just gave me like 17 in coins. And I got some from rhythm Sprout as well. And it ended up being 18. I'm like, okay. And I, and I talked to somebody else on another Facebook group, uh, the RPG group that I'm on. And they had a similar thing where 19 showed up out of nowhere. And I was like, well, here's the website. You can check it out here. And they looked at it, and yeah, they're like, "Oh yeah, they just randomly gave me like seventeen dollars for using the, ex- the expansion pack." And I'm like, "Yeah, right." Because because I double checked mine, and it says it doesn't hmm. it doesn't renew until like October of this year, and I was not charged any money either. They just
2: no, I really just
1: added money. They just added coins in there for no reason. I'm like, okay.
0: I don't know the rhyme or reason to why everybody gets. The amount that they got. I got five five dollars. You guys got seventeen. I like, got I
2: eleven ninety one. Yeah.
0: Eleven ninety one. That's right. Did you look at the website to, to have it? I looked show at the website. And I tried to figure it out. Yeah. yeah. Did I've, it just like double the points that you already had in your account? Was that the promotion?
1: No, because I had zero amount of coins in my account. So that would have so you know, zero times two is zero. Mm-hmm. So yeah. <laughs> I don't I don't understand it at all. It's the website is like uh slash Point slash history slash where did they come from? I don't know the actual website, but John did, and you put it on the Slack. Yep. But yeah, and it was just kind of like, what the fuck? So I, I, you know, I thought I would use it. On, I thought about using it on a couple things, but I didn't use it on anything. The only thing I did is I bought this one game, which I haven't even played yet. But it was, uh, it was a. Um, a roguelite first person shooter that was recommended on uh switch up called city of brass. It was made by some of the people who did uh Bioshock and it's a, uh, as they refer to it on that sh- on that channel, it's a first Persian shooter because you're in Persia and you shoot people.
2: First it's like, Persian. A, oh, yeah,
1: it's, like, it's like a, it's like a type area whatever. I don't know. It was a dollar. So I thought I'd try it and it was free actually. Cause I got a whole bunch of free coins, but I was thinking of course, you know, my options, I was thinking about getting a, uh, you know uh Resident Evil 7 cuz I still haven't played that one yet that was one of them I was going to get cuz I had cuz now it's half off with that with that and there was actually another there was a comment that we got that wasn't about our questions on the community page Joel DeWitt said, I don't recall whether anybody mentioned it on the show, but highly recommend A Space for the Unbound, charming world full of games, powerful story. I've actually heard a lot of people talk about A Space for the Unbound, and I found out that there is a demo available for it, so I downloaded that, but I haven't played it yet. That was the one that we saw in a direct that kind of looked like Ringo Ishikawa a little bit, had like that uh, the 2D uh, where you were kind of walking through stuff. That sort of thing, but I heard a lot of people talk about it. Like, uh, was it Reb Valentine from IGN was giving it huge praise and all that stuff? So said, "Ugly cried over it, that sort of thing." So, <laughs> so it's like kind of it's kind of a point and clicky game, I guess. But uh, I'm willing. I'm gonna try the demo. But that's like Tony Bucks too. So I was like, "Well, I could use it on that." But I figure I'll try the demo first. But yeah, I'm kind of just I'm just gonna let it like sit in there until I figure out. What I'm gonna spend it on, but it's nice that's, to have. a random
2: mine pretty prize.
0: quick. Yeah, I, I was confused because I bought. Not to get ahead of us, but uh, I bought R- River City Girls like the day before, and I thought I got like a five dollar bonus or something for River City Girls, and I don't know. I just um I didn't understand, and I didn't, I didn't quite get you know where it came from right away, like, like like Trey said, and uh I was also like, dang, well, I just bought River City Girls. I like the game, but I could have bought like a twenty five dollar game or something. If I had just waited one day, so.
1: Well, I mean, I pretty much, uh, retroactively, I pretty much got Rhythm Sprout for free, because I spent like $12 on Rhythm Sprout, and then I got $18 back. So it's like, it's kind of like I got that game for negative $6. Mm-hmm. So that's cool. It's totally worth it. But uh, yeah, um, who wants to talk about things? Let's see. I know uh, there's a couple things we have, Jeremy and I have in common. Let's actually, let's start off with this one. How about a little game called Metroid Prime Remastered? I beat that game last week. Right after we got done recording.
2: Nice, good job.
1: I found the stupid missile, and it was so dumb. It was like one of the first missiles that you ever get, like one of the first missile expansions. It's the one It's the one behind the wall right where you get the uh, bomb for the first time. So you get the bomb for the first time, and there's a cracked wall behind that, and you go and blow up the wall, and there's a missile behind it. Somehow I missed that. I don't know how I fucking missed that. It's like one of the easiest fucking items in the whole game. But that was, that was a stupid one that I missed. And that was why I couldn't get 100%. And I never went there because I was sure that I'd got that one. Because why would I miss it? And then I just decided I was just going to go look there. And then lo and behold, the fucking missile was sitting right there behind the wall. And I was like, oh my god. So then I got it. And then I went and fought Ridley. And Ridley sucks. I barely made it. I died again against Ridley my second time. And when I finally won, I barely made it. Like I had like maybe 30% of my life left or something like that. Like and I have all of the I have all of the energy tanks. All of them. And uh supposedly there was originally a grit a glitch on this on the GameCube one where you can use the um you can use the wave beam uh super missile where it like shoots the big like wave yep. out of it and that was like always my favorite attack in that game. And it and it would like ricochet between like Ridley's head and, and his chest and it would like kill him really quickly in like one hit like at the end there. That doesn't work anymore. I tried doing it, and it did not uh, did not help me at all. But, like, Ridley gets fucking, really fucking annoying towards the end there. Like, he'll, like, jump around a lot, and, like, whenever he lands, like, it shoots out the big, like, you know, the big circle that you have to jump over. But then he'll do it again, and then he'll do it again. It's like, and he'll, like, ram at you, too, and you have to jump, you know, have to, like, move out of the way when he, like, rams. At you. And it's just...
2: Classic Ridley.
1: It's annoying. It's uh, actually found the uh, actual Metroid Prime to be much easier once I figured out how to do it. And I I got there, and there's two phases to it. I forgot there was a second phase. I remembered all the stuff about the first phase. But when I got to the second phase, I'm like, "Uh, I don't know what to do. And then I died because I, you know... Lost a lot of life during the first phase. So then I went back again and I did it again. And then I beat it though. I beat it a hundred percent, and I got to see that that precious extra thirty, exactly thirty seconds, because I captured it, so I could so I could watch it whenever I wanted to. The exact thirty <laughs> second extra thing that you get for having hundred percent. So now I know the full story of the creation of Dark Samus. So so hooray there! I did that. All thirty seconds of it. Thirty seconds. Yes, it was a total of thirty seconds. Yes. <laughs> it's just a little. I doubt extra I'll ever thing. see
2: it. So you should you should share it sometime.
1: You know, spoilers. I mean, not everybody knows that there's a Dark Samus. I know. It's not like she's been in like that's a million true. other Smash Brothers games or anything like that. <laughs> but no, I, I beat it. Uh, so, and I, I think I was, uh, my time was like 19 hours, even though the system, the, the Switch says that I played it for 30 hours, which I, I don't believe that. I don't think that's correct. I think there's a glitch in the system for that, too, because, you know, when you look at, like, your games and it shows, like, which ones you've played and they all kind of stack against the other, like, where it's at, the position that it's at is actually not above 30 hours because it's way below Persona 4, which I put over 30 hours into, so it's, like, it doesn't make sense in the actual system. Yeah, sense it's
0: very it. confusing that they just don't simply count the hours and then apply that to the, the uh, positions of, of the games on the most played list or whatever. Yeah. Like, why is there that difference? I don't know. I would love to know that. Yeah, I don't know. I but
2: wish that. it was, like, the Wii with... You just saw it a daily, yeah. The daily log message of was so what much you play better. Out of each.
3: Yeah,
1: I, I miss I miss that stuff, but you know, Nintendo—they never like to do anything the same. But I beat I beat Metroid Prime One, hooray! So that was that was great. I was so uh, upset because I couldn't find that stupid missile, but I finally did. But you've been playing it too, Jeremy. How how is your progress
2: going? So I've you know I'm making slow progress because I I'm remembering that, like this game confuses me. <laughs> I just map. get lost in the 3D space. No, well, I'm getting used to the map, but the map's kind of weird.
0: Yeah, the map's a little difficult. To... When was the last time that you played the original Jeremy? I don't know. I guess I probably years. tried playing it a...
2: <laughs> Yeah, other well, I probably tried playing it a little bit when I uh, got it on the Wii U cuz oh, I got yeah, the yeah. collection when it went on the eShop. So, I did try it within the last 5 years, but um I don't know. I just get confused. You just got to get used to like the rhythm of the game, I think, like how essentially it gives you a clue after a while if you just keep searching around but it also helps to have more abilities because then you can do more stuff to look around mm-hmm.
1: it it, al- it also gets really annoying when you're trying to 100 percent it because it will keep telling you to go to the next spot that you need to go to even though you don't want to go there because you're trying to find everything that gets really yeah. annoying and i was trying to figure out if there's a way to turn that off but i couldn't figure out how to do it in the options but yeah it'll still like every like however many minutes it'll be like oh yeah by the way you know you're supposed to go here and it's like yeah i fucking know like shut up i'm trying to find all the other shit and then be like oh yeah by the way do you know you're supposed to go here and it's like yes i fucking know that shut up so yeah
2: but uh so i just got past finally finally i think i figured out the map system and uh either that or i just happened to bumble my way to the right spot but i uh I beat Flagra my first try.
1: Right. Fuck Flagra. Isn't <laughs> it so much better with dual with dual analog <laughs> to fight it mu- It must
2: be cuz I had no trouble, but I was getting really fucking annoyed towards the end of the boss fight cuz it just keeps like nullifying your progress if you're not fast enough. So
1: Oh yeah, yeah annoying. because of the uh little like heat the little heat reflectors or whatever that yeah. Flagra keeps like
2: smacking back yeah, smacking back you. and yeah yeah. So that was a little annoying but I did I did beat that boss and uh got to the snowy area what's that called Fendrana Phylandra. drifts. Yes, Fendrana uh yeah that. That's one of my favorite and, places. And uh, I haven't really done much there so yeah but that's where I am.
1: Mm. So you went through yeah so you went through Magmore. You have to yep. go to the Magmore caverns to get to Fendrana.
2: Oh that's right yeah I did yeah. go through Magmore. Yeah. So. or i went through a part of it I, I i think there's probably more to do down there
1: yeah it's weird there's only like three missile expansions in uh, in magmore caverns it has the least amount of missile, missile expansions i know that because i have it pretty much memorized now but yeah it's a, but it's it looks great right and the game look it looks great
2: it's a joy to play um with the uh, modifiable controls like i've just got it selected or i've got it set perfectly for how i like it now so Mm. that's if i could have always done that i probably would have beat the game by now or would have given it more of a try but i was literally my hands cramped up from the original version
1: and i remember it it asked you to do a lot of things and in a weird way like instead mm-hmm. of doing like you had to hold one thing and another thing and I, and I kind of had some issues with this one too which I think I talked about it last week about where the missile is like I didn't like it being on on mm-hmm. R because then when you get the super missiles you have to hold R two and R one and that's kind of annoying so I switched it to X but it should be Y because it's originally Y and blah 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 but whatever uh, I got through and I uh, actually started uh, on the stream on twitch.tv slash Nintendo Main Podcast I started streaming Metroid Prime Two on Wii so there you go went back to that babe to that beauty but uh when you after you play the remastered series for a while or the remastered game for a while and then you go back and play any of the original versions on gamecube it looks way different like it really they really did a, they really did a lot like in the graphics like it looks yeah they, they look like completely like night and day different and this is two but even watching videos of prime one i'm like yeah this game looks way way different than it than it does and it got a perfect score from IGN, or got a ten, so way to go. Which I figured that because it's a great game, so hooray!
2: Yeah, it was a. I mean, it was a remaster done properly. I think uh, a lot of people might have wanted more extras or something, but it already had like the art mode and stuff in it. So
1: yeah, I mean, yeah, there is some extra unlockable shit that you can do, and there is some cool. There is like one really cool thing. I don't know if you, we probably you get it automatically from getting stuff from just going through the game, but there is a little model of the uh, of like the the missile gun. And whenever you turn it, like mm-hmm. whenever it faces you, like there's a little light that like turns red when it's pointing at you. That's like, there's like some little fun details and stuff like that in there. And actually when I went back and played Metroid Prime 2, the doors kind of look exactly like they do in this one. So maybe they were trying to make the doors look like the Metroid Prime 2 doors. Because they, they look, because those ones have like the color that goes like almost all the way into the middle, mm-hmm. like like the new ones do. So, But I I'm, I like it the way it is. Like I, I wouldn't really, I don't think they need to add anything because I thought the game was, was quite great. As it was, it's just much better with with better controls now.
2: That's it. That's what it all comes down to for me. It's the controls,
1: yeah. um, and
2: it doesn't have to be gimmicky. If I could just set it the way I like it, then that could be the gimmick. Mm-hmm. I'll take it.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's uh, it's funny, like you know, hearing people talk about like you know, Metroid Prime, and I and I was a person who talked about that too, about it being like it's not a first person shooter; it's a first person adventure, and all that stuff. And I think that Nintendo, because that was, they were the ones who came up with that, like, whole jargon and all that. And I think part, and I think more to make it, like, more of a first-person first, first adventure than a shooter, was how, like, weird the controls were. Like, they were just like, no, it's not a shooter, because, you know, you gotta, like, hold this button to aim, and you gotta do, like, you gotta lock on, like, Zelda, which you can still do, and, like, run around the characters and all that. But in, and it was also kind of in that same world that like Resident Evil was. It's very similar to, to like Resident Evil 4 where you have to stop and then aim and then shoot. You know, you can't like walk and aim while you're shooting and all that stuff. And, you know, if only they were making a remake of Resident Evil 4 that would do that too. Oh, wait, they are. It's coming
2: out. I did copy you uh, after you talked about it last week and like turn the, the HUD opacity up or down, whatever it is.
1: I turned it whatever. down. Yeah, I made it more transparent. Yeah, yeah
2: whatever, I did yeah. that. And uh, yeah, it's really nice. looks I bigger now. It actually. Uh-huh. looks less, and you can, looks less mean, cramped
1: you, and you can get rid of the helmet too like around there
2: which i don't i didn't do that or maybe i did
1: i
3: don't know
2: but uh i like it it's a good game and uh it's nice playing it on a giant tv mm-hmm. and playing something that's 20 years old and still feels pretty fresh it's got that metroid formula that just works so well
3: yeah
1: it's considered by many to be one of the one of the best uh, transitions from a two D game into a three D game. I think for sure, and and not to mention uh the the physical came out today for Metroid Prime Remastered. So for anybody who's been waiting, they could finally get it. And I and you know it's it's like number one on the eShop, So it could be the new highest selling Metroid game. And yeah, that's about about fuck, about, that. about fucking time. No, I heard that, I heard there was all sorts of shit with like pre pre sale, like people trying to get pre order it and all that, and it being sold out. And I'm sure people are trying to buy a bunch them too to be dicks you know just because what the you know like the the Metroid Prime trilogy was like end up being mm. worth so much and all that and and yeah it's uh hopefully that teaches Nintendo something that maybe you should you know properly remaster your games and re-release them especially when they're called Metroid something
2: I would like to know you how know? much <laughs> the success of Dread had to do well they, they would have had to have been working on it already
1: yeah i thought they had been working on it for a time or at least that i mean it'd been rumored forever it feels like so
0: i think um well because of course prime 4 came out or or, or was supposed to come out anyway prime 4 came Um, out what yeah it's supposed to come out and so i think maybe this was the original release window or maybe like six months from now was the original release window for prime 4 because they wanted to bring people back into the metroid yeah Prime Sphere.
1: One one thing I'd really like to see from Prime 4 is maybe the characters not respawn so quickly this time. I understand that's part of Metroid. You know, you leave the room and you come back and everybody's alive again. But it gets really annoying when you're trying to, like, look for stuff. When you're trying to like hundred percent the game, and yeah, you've killed those flying space pirates five hundred times. It's like maybe this one time, maybe he stays dead. Like maybe if I just killed him like two seconds ago, like maybe we could do that. I don't know. That's what I asked for for Metroid Prime Four.
2: I haven't gotten far enough into the game where the space pirates are coming after me. So yeah, I I I don't know. Um, Right now, you know, leaving them in there like that is giving you an opportunity to farm health or whatever if you need to. That's kind of always felt like that was one of the main benefits in other Metroid games. But I'd love it if there were certain enemies that stayed down, or maybe stayed down between saves, or something like that at least.
1: Or, or like maybe those fucking missile shooters that are really annoying, like the ones yeah. that are on the walls, like
2: the turrets. You
1: know? Yeah, there's just like one passage that I went through a million times that has like four of them, and it's really, and they're like the super ones too. And I just got so tired of killing them. And you, like, got to roll into a ball, and you go under the floor, and you come back on the other side, and you scan a thing, and you turn them off, and then you shoot them, or whatever. Like It's like, can those at least just stay dead? Like, there, I think there should be some sort of progression in that in Metroid Prime 4 where maybe some things, like, don't come back, you know, and... And I know, and this one, not, you don't get health all the time from every, everything that you kill. You know, sometimes you don't get anything. So maybe they changed that a little bit, but that was like kind of one of my main complaints is like, let's just Metroid Prime 2 make it, maybe they don't come back as quickly. Or maybe like there's some sort of, like you killed this thing. Like it's going to be dead when you come back in there, you know, and, or maybe write it to like, why, if there is a new enemy in there, like where it came from, like maybe it came through like a crack in in the wall or something like that, or, you know. Maybe it's a different enemy, which which they do do some of that in the first one, but I don't know. It gets tiring when you're just trying to go through and find everything. Did you have anything else to say about Metroid Prime?
2: Um, uh, no. Buy it if you haven't bought it yet. It's great.
1: Yeah, check it out. I guess I want to talk a little bit more about Prime Two. I don't have that much to say, but just playing it. Uh, Prime Two is such a different game from Metroid Prime One, and I would love to play this game in dual analog. And I was playing it on the uh the Metroid Prime trilogy, of course, on Wii. And I, I like booted it up again to see like where my save was, and I'd actually gotten a lot farther on Metroid Prime one than I thought. And I was playing it on hard mode, and I was actually at the very almost very end of the game. I was at Ridley. And I thought I had died way before that. So I was like right at Ridley, and then you have to fight him and go to the the prime or whatever. So I didn't try to beat it again because I had enough of Metroid Prime, but I had like 80 percent or something like that of the items, and I was really, really close. But Metroid Prime Two is interesting because, like, you know, Metroid Prime One was like here's all the stuff that's already existed in other Metroid games, but Metroid Prime Two is all brand new. Like, there's all these new characters, and it's very dark. It almost kind of has like this Shadow Man look to it at times, like some of the structures do. Like, there's this one part where you where you get to this level, and there's this big like gate that almost kind of looks like something out of Mortal Kombat or whatever. And I'm like, oh yeah, that's that looks like Shadow Gate. So it's a, it's a much different game and they have like these chozo what was it Jesse called them uh, space space grasshoppers on the stream but yeah that's basically what they are space insects they, they give you the different powers and stuff like that but it's kind of cool because everything in it is new like it's not really instead of pulling stuff from previous metroid stuff they kind of try to go out on their own and make it make it weird and you know they have the two different they have, like, the the Link to the Past type of thing where you have the two different worlds that, like, interact with each other. And there's, like, some things you can see in one thing. And you have to do stuff in one thing to make it show up in the other world and all that sort of shit. And it's kind of cool. Like, I was sort of having fun with it. Even though I did get kind of lost in the Dark World because, you know, you have to stay under those bubbles. And you can only yeah. go so far, which kind of, like, does sort of defeat the Metroid. The Metroid, uh, you know, feeling as well. Because Metroid is supposed to be you can go wherever and look wherever. But in this... You can't go to certain places because you'll die because there's not like little bubbles there to keep you alive or whatever. So, so they very much like direct you in a certain way and make it like extra linear and all that, which is unfortunate. But, but I want to play more of it.
2: They sort of do that a little bit with like the the hot part. You always have to get the various. Oh
1: sure, yeah, yeah, they, yeah, they, they do do that in the they've done that in the in the previous ones in that way so that's there but i'm gonna try to i'm gonna definitely play it for another week I, it's like i want to play through it but i'm like i wish i would know whenever the release of metroid prime 2 on switch would be you know because i don't want to be like tired of 2 whenever it comes out but at this rate it might not come out for another two years so who knows so I might as well just play it on uh, wii if i want to play it so
2: is it the consensus that 2 is going to be more of a direct port? i mean that's, I what, mean, obviously, that's what people say
1: yeah. i mean that's that's just the rumor i guess
2: but less, yeah, less of a upscale. Kind
1: of yeah, I would, li- I would like to see them all upscale, but I don't know. It doesn't make sense to me for them to like do it for one and not do it for the other. Like what? Yeah. Like what if they're actually using like you know some of the engine for Metroid Prime Four for Metroid Prime One? Like why don't they just use it for the other two games? Like I, I think that's kind of what
2: I was wondering. Yeah. Kind of, like, yeah, if it if it somehow made it easier to port the assets for that reason.
1: Yeah, cuz it's like if you're doing one, you might as well do the other ones, especially with how much how well one sold. Like I'm pretty sure you're going to get a decent amount of money for two also and I'm sure three as well, you know. So, that's that's what I think. Just bring all those Metroids out. Let me play, and other Let me play all of them. And, uh, yeah, and another m maybe. <laughs> you don't have to do anything to that one. Just uh, just don't release it. Just you No, know, what what I really I what I really want is a uh, and this is like, you know, this is Other M territory, but I want them to re-release Federation Force Remastered with proper internet because that game was great. It just came out at the wrong time. It came out when people wanted actual Metroid games and not Metroid spinoffs. But if you could release it now with like upgraded graphics and not the little chibi guys like the original one, it could be a lot of fun. Put it on Switch, you know,
2: release maybe it f- put it like as 20 a bucks. bonus feature or no, you're right. But it could also be like maybe an, a bonus feature on a future game if they were to do like uh, a Hunter's remake or something.
1: Yeah, that'd be funny. Yeah. Uh Yeah. Hunters. I mean, that one hasn't aged very well, but uh, <laughs> it and, and Metroid Prime 2 had had a multiplayer on it. It wasn't great, but it was on there. So uh, I mean I don't know if they would try to make that online or not probably not I would doubt it but yeah it did have a
2: bit They would of a bit they would have to thing. put it on there if they brought it Well no cuz I don't think did they do it with the Wii U version No the the multi online? the
1: multiplayer's on there on the on the trilogy okay. Yeah you can you can select it from the main menu in case you don't want to go into the I game I guess
2: those were direct ports of the Wii versions.
1: Yeah well I mean with like the pointer control and all that it was pseudo pseudo dual stick you know
2: but it was still a Wii game Disc just just ported into a digital file for the wii u
1: and they added achievements in there also and i did kind of miss that from the remastered version like all the games have achievements on the, on the trilogy so when you get something it's a little thing shows up and it's like Shh, you got this you know had its own like achievement system way back when should just carry it on to things as we've talked about before on the show i know we've both been playing game boy stuff I'm sure. Yeah. I, uh, while I was editing last week, I beat Mario land two and Kirby Streamland. land. Uh, one of those okay. games I liked. And the other one I didn't like as much. You can guess which one it is. Uh, yeah, Kirby Streamland is great still. <laughs> Mario Land 2 is kind of boring as fuck a lot of times because it's stupidly easy, but that's what it is, I guess. It you know? always
2: felt like stupidly easy. Like I, I thought I it thought it kid. was
1: hard when I was a kid. Like I, I could never get through that game. I must've sucked. Maybe I just couldn't see the Game Boy because it had such a shitty screen. But yeah, mm-hmm. I always thought that game was hard. Like, I, cause I remember I would try to go to like the easier parts or whatever, but yeah, I blew through it. I blew through it to where like some of it was just like, it was total snooze. Like, I'm just like, uh, oh, this is... This is too way too easy. And nothing's really happening.
0: But you liked Kirby.
1: <laughs> yeah, but Kirby's faster. It's much faster. There's more characters. Like, it has a good pacing to it. And you can only fly over, like, maybe two levels in the whole thing. Like, if you actually play the whole way through. And there are some difficult uh, bosses in there. Like, uh, was it Lolo and Lala were kind of giving me some shit?
2: The electric cloud guy i don't
1: like that guy. oh yeah when it when it like turns into the spikes that come out of the cloud and all that yeah it gets harder for that and i love destroying that giant tree so many times the the fucking the crying tree (laughs) i mean he's easy out of all of them but yeah there's like a boss rest mode at the end and yeah the the whatever the fuck his name is ddd he's he's still he's kind of difficult at the very end there
2: i thought so too and i actually like that bo- like thinking about that being on the game boy as a final boss like i just remember being super impressed with that as a kid and i still am on how and the little boxing a boss is. yeah. because it's like you're actually fighting fighting someone yourself, that's like kind kirby of. Yeah,
1: yeah that's the same abilities yeah no it's, it's kind of it's cool because yeah it's like uh and then ddd did like come in later as like a multiplayer character for yeah for later like uh sequels to kirby and all that but yeah no it's yeah, it's kind of like a darker, stronger version of you that can still do, like, the suck abilities and all that stuff. And I always thought it was a really cool boss. And I liked that there was a picture of him in the back, like, with the peace sign or yeah. whatever, like, while you're doing it. And, and you turn into the Kirby, the Kirby like, uh, balloon and all that shit. Like, I thought it was cool.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Mar- Mario Land 2, like, almost feels like a, a Wario Land prototype. Like, it's, I mean, obviously Wario had not been re- in- introduced yet because he was introduced in this game. But it does weird things. Like you get a hundred coins and nothing happens. Like you just collect coins yeah. and it just gets you richer, which is like what happens in every other Wario game. And, and I remember this as a kid, I didn't do it because the game's too damn easy, but uh, isn't it true that when you get a game over, you lose the coins and you have to go back and get them again before you can so. go to the end? Yeah, that's a Wario Land thing oh, too, because yeah. that happens in all the other Wario games, where if you lose, you lose your treasures and you have to go back and get your treasures if you want to finish with all your stuff. So it, it very much feels like it was trying to be Wario Land before Wario Land.
2: So that's one of the reasons why you have to collect the coins so that you can play the mini game where you like gamble to win a bunch of lives, essentially.
1: Oh, I mostly just played the mini games that you got to at the end just from getting the higher bell or whatever.
2: But it's so easy you don't really need it, but you still want to stockpile on lives before you put all your coins in the door.
1: Yeah, I never did it. I didn't do any coin thing, and I think I ended with like 500 coins or something like that, so I never used them for anything. Have we
0: ever seen the, the rabbit power-up in any other Mario the, game? The floaty years Yeah, nobody
1: yeah. really brings that one back because it's such news.
2: No, it got it got put into uh, Majora's Mask.
1: Oh yeah, but you run, <laughs> you run fast. You don't get to yeah. you don't get to float. But no, I still I still think Mario Land One is a much better game than than the two of them. And I'd like to play that again on Game Boy. So Nintendo put it out. Now I know you listen to us.
2: Yeah, I don't know what. Yeah, it's it's a harder game, uh, Mario Land One. But you know, six golden coins felt like a full. Mario experience at the time. Yes, because by like then the Super
0: Nintendo was out, and it it makes the graphics of the Super Nintendo and, sort of. And well, it was definitely going after that that style versus, say, even the Super Mario Brothers three style. It had bigger and sprites. It, it felt like it, like I, I think it was one of the best looking games on the on the Game Boy. You can say what you want about the quality of the the gameplay. I think it, it was one of the better looking games. Mm-hmm.
1: I think Link's Awakening looks better, but uh no, I mean it's a uh, yeah, it's The big sprites, I mean, you definitely give that. Like, the characters had a lot of detail, and they look giant. Maybe that's why it's kind of easier, too, because... Not as many are on the screen at the same time because mm. the sprites are so big. Right, everything kind so of feels like kinda... it's
2: moving slower because
1: it does feel it's... really slow too. The yeah. screen the has the to scroll,
2: especially yeah. yeah, the levels where you have to go through like the jelly and stuff. It's just like
1: oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah, the, yeah the, the tree level. where you're just pressing the button and you're just like de- 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 you're just like really really slowly moving across the screen. But it, it has some. It, it's like it, I mean, it has stuff that you see like would appear in other stuff like the. Like the open like um, I don't know the open pumpkin mouth or whatever, like with the map in there that that looks like stuff that I saw in WarioWare later with the with the whatever haunted lady that was in there, so um I, for, I forget not to continue
2: to, not necessarily just to keep continuing depending on this game, but all right, imagine you're a kid and it's the early nineties, and you don't have a phone, you don't have a tablet, you don't have you got the closest approximation to mario that you've ever seen on a portable console it feels it felt amazing like the first time i played it was on a a school on a school bus and i was like this is i thought it was going to be like mario on the nintendo but it's like mario on the super nintendo like how did they do that on the game boy
1: i don't know i never thought that because i didn't have a super nintendo at the time when i got it i was just like this is another and i thought i I thought it was fine and it, it does have the um the spin move where you can kill mm-hmm. the stuff from above so there's that i'm just saying play, play i'm just saying playing it now
2: college after that i just played it the one time on the bus and then didn't get, a play to get it played again until college
1: i mean there are a lot of things that were pretty that were pretty uh fantastic when you were when you were younger but i'm just saying looking at it now it, it's not it's not that exciting to me but i beat it because it's easy so there you go <laughs> i do like how psycho wario looks in it he doesn't his eyes look like crazy. Yeah, he, looks he looks off. He looks super crazy. So I kinda like his psycho look. And I wish they would bring that back in some way in one of the wire wares or something like that. It'd be kinda interesting. Because he looks funny.
2: Yeah, they really softened him up over time.
1: Yeah, and now he's just now he's just got a big butt and he farts all the time and eats a lot yeah. of garlic. That sort of thing. But no, it, it's you know, it's it's fine. It's just I prefer Mario Land one. And I guess I should there is a Warrior Land game on there, so I should try that. I've played Wario Land one, of course, and I played Wario Land two, and I played four. I thought four was pretty good, and, uh, and I that thought... was
2: the first Game Boy Advance one, right?
1: Yeah, and I think one was was good enough for what it was when it came out. But I'd like to play it again now and see how it holds up.
2: Which is confusing because that was one of the first ones. I was like Super Mario Land three,
1: Wario. Yeah, Wario or. <laughs> Yes, in you know. Mario Land 3 without Mario, with with yeah. Wario. But I thought it was, you know, I thought it was cool at the time because I was like, fuck Mario. I don't know, when I was younger, I hated the original Mario games, so I was fine with Mario not being in there. Because the only only memory I had of it was just of my sisters, like, pausing it, so I would die every time as Luigi, so it wasn't a really happy experience for me. But the Game Boy games were, were fine at the time. But no, yeah, I thought I thought Kirby was fun. It's, uh, you know, Kirby's still Kirby. And then you get a hard mode. I don't even remember there being a hard mode, but I didn't try it yet. But yeah, you get a... Special uh, press some buttons and you get to play through it on hard after that wondering how extra how extra hard it is. But no, I still I mean I still like died in it, you know. It's not like it wasn't as like, you know, yawningly boring as uh, as some of the War- Mario Land levels, but I mean, you know, which is it's it's quicker too. It's like I beat it in less than an hour. You know, it's I saw somebody posted on Twitter like, "Oh, I beat Kirby Streamland during the Super Bowl halftime show." Yeah, you can beat it in like 20 minutes if you if you put your mind to it, you know. But that doesn't mean that it's any less any other game that's longer that has like a lot of filler that's kind of like, you know, yawn.
2: It's one of the founders of the the cozy genre whether or not they do it at the time like playing it is just like a nice you're just drinking a nice cup of hot Mm coffee maybe it's a little maybe it's a little hot maybe you burn your tongue a little bit you drink it too fast but it's nice still
1: for sure um do you want to continue on with uh game boy stuff do you have any other regular game boy stuff that you want to talk about jeremy
2: um no i i well i guess i could say i beat i also beat kirby street land so um i i definitely use save states and I, I played through the game so many times that I didn't really need them that much. It was like it's very much like a reflexes kicking in for me. But yeah, I had a little trouble at that last part. I had to use some uh I had to use some um, save states on the boss rush part.
1: I I just used the rewind. I don't think I save stated anything except for the
2: Well that's what I mean.
1: Yeah, I, I, I saved that's what I'm calling but... I saved the code for the um hard mode. Like I saved that. Mm-hmm. In case, I need, in case I need to look at it again. But I, but yeah, I just I, most of these games, I just rewind, you know, and it's, uh, yeah, I rewind a couple of times. There were actually some times where I was like so low in health that I had to like kind of die and start over again because I'd gotten too far.
2: There's also a pretty cute little uh, DDD sprite, like kind of throwing like a tantrum during the code. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and he's like, he's like throwing a fit about it.
1: It looks pretty good in the uh, in the Game Boy Color version too. That's what I've been playing everything on oh, there. Like pink is like Kirby's actually all pink and all that. He's fully pink and there's some extra color in the background and all that. So it's cool. It does feel weird to not have abilities and all that stuff, but you know it's the first one, so that's what, that's what you get.
2: It just felt nice to finally beat this game on a console the way it was meant to be played.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I mean, first time I played it was at a sleepover. Of somebody at somebody's house and I played it on their Game Boy and I made it all the way through and I was like, oh, cool. I'd like, I had, ra- I had like rarely beaten any games at all at that time. I was so young. I was like, the only thing I've beaten is like anticipation and maybe, maybe, uh, duck hunt, you know, or not duck hunt, uh, the other one, um, DuckTales. So it was like, so I didn't really, you know, I didn't really have much to much to compare it to. I was like, oh, hey, cool. That was a fun little experience. And then then the dude turned into a giant balloon after that.
2: The music's great. The,
1: oh, the music's awesome, yeah.
2: It looks like he's just eating all these nice snacks, hot dogs and you, ice makes cream. Hungry. And makes you hungry, yeah. It just seems like, you know, Dreamland the way it should be. Just a bunch of, maybe they're a bunch of little grumpy monsters, but they're really easy. So I'll just kill them all and I'll eat all this ice cream.
1: I've also been, I've been playing a lot of Game Boy Advance, actually. It says 30 hours for that, but I don't think I put 30 hours into it. But, you know, we talked about it earlier about how the times have been kind of off lately. Um, I saw you, you've been playing the, the Kuro Kuro Kurin game.
2: Yeah, actually, I started playing it just because I was, you know, just wanted to try it out. And I hadn't really tried it. And Shauna just happened to be in the room at the time and she wanted to play it too. And then we actually started like trading the controller back and forth. We probably played it for... I'd say at least an hour. We played into like the third set of levels, I think. Nice. And uh, we 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 ended up using like she didn't want to use save states at first, but I eventually convinced her because there's these little like you basically get to these break points in the in the courses where you can like get your all your hit points back. And I'm like, we're save stating here. We don't want to start all the way at the beginning again. Oh she, yeah. She was cool with it, but I I really kind of like wrote this game off at first, just like well, it was probably just you know, a proof of concept or whatever. And early on, it there were not a whole lot of games to play, whatever, this, that, and the other. And I, then I started playing it, and at first, it just was annoying as shit. But after a while, once you get the, like, once it just clicks in your head, it really, it's nice. I got, I, I really went into the zone. I, I said it in the notes here. Like, after a while, you just get to the zone in, the, in games like this, and you're moving, like, perfectly, like, along the rails like you need to and avoiding everything and It just feels nice it's a really like like almost like a proto uh flappy bird but maybe a little more (laughs) graceful more more graceful i think it's
1: got a i think it's got a little bit more to it than flappy bird also
2: well they add so yeah they add i don't know if they call them power-ups but they add elements to it that will affect your rotation and stuff so So far, we've just seen one that, like, reverses your rotation, but you literally need it to be that way to go through certain passages. Like, based on how they coil, the rotation of the stick needs to to match that curve. So, yeah, it's a a fun game. I think it's, like what would we call it, an action puzzle game, I think?
1: It kind of reminds me of, like, King of Swing, but with a stick, kind of, right?
2: And not as tedious.
1: But not as bad. (laughs) Yeah. Like,
2: the simplicity of it works in its favor. Mm. and uh you could see the map ahead of time so you kind of have an idea of what like once you've played through a few levels you'll start to realize like this is probably what they're going to have me do and you can kind of have a rough idea of the map in your head initially so well they show a picture of it they just don't show you all the items and stuff that are in it
1: you yeah, know it looks cool i need to play it i haven't i still haven't uh there's a couple that i haven't touched yeah don't like...
2: sleep on sleep on it it's uh <laughs> It's got a really long name, and I don't know if I've ever said it right. Kudu 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 rin,
1: something like that. Kudu yeah. Kudu, kudu, rin. yeah. I want I want to play it. I just uh, I've been real distracted by another game that's on there. That's on. it's uh, on Game Boy. And games. there's
2: a, there's actually like a story to it as well, but I don't know. It's kind of weird.
1: The, <laughs> the story of an enchanted stick that fell from the sky that has to work
0: go through multiple. Yeah, there's like a little well, penguin it's... guy who who yeah inside the stick, and the stick is like a like a ship or something.
2: like yeah, it's like a spaceship. Oh, that's yeah. cool pretty much and and they're trying to rescue all their
1: siblings (laughs) that's annoying to find things their siblings
2: are like scattered all over the place and so they're out to rescue all their sibs and do do you get other
1: colored sticks and that's like where your siblings
2: are uh no you just uh find them from what i can tell and then you get like a little star like there's some sort of like menu of like collect all the all the siblings kind of like the cousins in katamari yeah
1: yeah like I got the money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A bit like that. Yeah. So yeah, it's
2: a good game. Uh, the music's fine. It gets kind of old after a while, but it's a really quirky, you know, early 2000s Game Boy Advance action puzzler. They went out of their way to make it as flashy as possible. I can't imagine playing this without a backlight, but it's nice playing it on the TV and switching the controller back and forth. And it could be even be a fun game to play online, maybe. Mm-hmm. With like the the controller pass feature.
1: Yeah, I was gonna say, does it have multiplayer? Or I guess even if it doesn't, yeah, you can do the online controller pass, which is cool. Yeah, it's. Uh, I mean, it. And all and any of the, any of these apps, like you always need the weird game in there. You need you need the win back of uh, of Game Boy Advance. That's just like, what the fuck is this game? But I'm glad I can play it and not have to pay for it. Which, speaking of that, what is it? Yakoman is on uh is on the Japanese one also. It was whatever the um, it, it was like the original uh, launch game with um, Majora. Oh really? I like
2: didn't that. see that. Oh, the Mahjong game, yeah, it's yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah come on. and it's a Mahjong. Yeah, I could yeah. tell <laughs> it
2: was all that was that was big business and japan like even back into the old days just getting a Majong run on anything really
1: yeah that was like the only difference between the launches was that game i think they, they got that extra one that extra Majong game on there speaking of playing stuff with uh with significant others fiancés wives all that stuff uh jess and i we we beat quote unquote uh stardew valley and the only reason i say that how do you beat it well i think I, I the only reason i say beat is that i think jeremy once on the show said that you considered beating the game was completing the community center Yep. And that's what we did. I,
2: I still feel that way.
1: But but more stuff happens after that. We completed community center and we saw the ghost of our grandfather, like on yeah. the same day pretty much. So so like uh that's uh you know, yeah, I remember I remember you saying both of those things were considered like ends to the game. So I mean we're still, then we're I, still gonna I just keep kinda added it, but, like yeah.
2: I wanted to be in a relationship, which the way you're playing, you don't need to worry about that. And then I wanted to have kids, you know. So since you're playing the two player co op mode, that doesn't need to be a goal in your Thing necessarily, unless you're trying to, you
1: can uh, you can get married just complete quests. You can get married in the game, but it's uh, much more uh, getting the the things to make the wedding ring for that is like more difficult. So because I don't know how to find the shit
2: So marry another uh, player character. Yeah, or? you can
1: marry another farmer,
2: but it's more complicated than it's different. A villager, it's different. Oh, okay,
1: it's a completely yeah, different yeah. thing. It's it's a it's a re- recipe that you get where you can make oh. a wedding ring, and that's how you marry whoever you're playing co-op with. So. It has nothing to do, we'll with, try them, to do that. with the mermaids on the beach or whatever.
2: That's that what could I be think. an extra goal if you wanted to get yeah, some extra time out of it.
1: Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I mean, we're still like... The, you get, I also just
2: wanted to get into like... I wanted to make a million, like have a million expendable.
1: Oh, yeah. We didn't... Um, we got the achievement for it for like eight, earning a million total and we have yeah. 600,000 some money just hanging out in our wallet.
2: right that's now. That's what I so, mean. I wanted to have a, a million yeah. just hanging out in the wallet that I didn't need to touch.
1: I mean, at this point we're going to get there pretty quick because we sell a lot of shit uh, every day. So it, it won't be too far away, but yeah, we, we bought a horse. We have a little horse guy now and probably going to get a, ultimately, probably get a slime hutch.
2: So ultimately it's, that's, what's great about it. You can, the game goes on forever unless you decide, the endpoint for yourself i mean there's still you more, do, yeah you get sort of an ending with the the community center or the grandpa but things just go on as normal afterwards so
1: well there's still things that are happening like because because yeah. you know jojo mart like went out of business and but it like reopened and now you can collect stuff and give it to jojo mart so like we don't know what that is and there was this whole other side story where we gave vegetables to Pierre and he started selling them for like a ridiculous amount of money and lost a bunch of customers. So the game like keeps going oh, after that. So I've it's not really, that. it's not really, that just happened today actually while we were playing it. Where, yeah, like Pierre became a total shithead. Like he wanted us to bring our best like gold star vegetables and we did. And he tried to sell them to the, to the villagers for 25000 a apiece. And everybody was like, fuck you. And then he tried to sell them back to us for like 2000 and I'm like, wait, what? Is I'm like, is Pierre's turning into JoJo Mart now? So what's gonna happen? That's odd. So, that must
2: be added content. Yeah, it might be new maybe stuff. It, maybe it's specific to two player mode. I don't know.
1: And, and I got to the, I got to the end of the mine, and I got the skeleton key, and I haven't used that yet. And there, there's like all this extra shit, you know, that you can still do past the the JoJo the past the community center. But giving stuff to the JoJo Mart, that's its own you know that's much more like it's like dinosaur egg and like all this other shit that we've just never seen before and don't know how to get so so that's its own level complexity but i thought it was pretty cool that we finally beat the the community center and saw the and we got a special statue from seeing the grandpa and all that so so yeah but it's still fun to play it's still fun to play co-op of course but uh the other uh the other game boy advance game that i've been playing a lot of is mario and luigi superstar saga that game is great and you know what really helps that game a lot also rewind Rewind is wonderful for that game because whenever you're trying to do one of those bros moves and you just fuck it up at the very end, you just rewind a little bit and then you do it again and then you can do it right. And uh, yeah, it's just uh, I've been having a lot of fun with that. Even though I, I don't want to play it anymore now because the amount of time that it says on my Game Boy Advance when you turn it on, it says that I've that I've spent 666 minutes on the game. So now I'm wow. like, I don't want to touch it. It's we have the number of the beast on there. It's wonderful. Nice. It's wonderful. It's Mario being super metal. No, this yeah, this game is a lot of fun. Like I've been there's this I it's been so long since I played it that I pretty much forgot the whole game, so it's just like playing it all over again for you know, new. And there's a lot of cool Mario type stuff in there. There's a part where you get like thrown into the basement to fix the plumbing, like fix the pipes and all that. I thought that was funny. Mm-hmm. It's like you're plumbers, go plumb. You know, I'm like, how many Mario games do we actually get to go plumbing, you know? This one you do. There's a whole like uh, Donkey Kong part where I uh, where you get barrels thrown at you that you have to jump over and go up levels, you know, like a Donkey Kong level. Like there's just all this cool like little little nods in there. Um, fucking what's his face? Uh, uh Professor Franker, whatever his name is from uh, Luigi's Mansion. He's in there. I've seen him a couple times. And his uh, in his... oh egad! Egad! Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. Egad. There's a coffee place that you go to because you collect these beans as you go through the game. Mm-hmm. And when you get, when you get a certain amount of them, you can make these specific special coffee drinks and, and they'll give you different power-ups. And every time you make a new one, uh, EGAD will come and, uh, and talk to you about it. And he'll give you some sort of, uh, bonus item that you can equip or whatever. Every time you make a new one, it's pretty cool. And there was, uh, there was one where he got like, uh, where he drank the thing and he's like, oh my God, I have to go to the bathroom. And the guy's like, he's like, you told me to build this place with no bathrooms. Like, <laughs> it's like a coffee shop with no bathrooms. So Luigi just like sticks the vacuum on him and just like sucks him up. <laughs> It's stupid, but I love it. It's it's got so many uh, fun little moments in it. There's Tanuki Goombas that actually turn into people, which which I thought was really cool. I'd forgotten that because uh you know Tanukis in the Japanese folklore can turn into different humans and whatnot. So there's two Tanuki Goombas that you can fight that turn into Mario and Luigi, and they'll fight you as Mario and Luigi. Which I was like, hey hey, that's cool tanuki's doing actually what tanuki's should be doing i fought a I fought a wiggler where i had to like hit every every different parts of him to calm him down to change the color so i could attack him in a certain way there's just like so much like really really creative stuff in the game i feel like they really went out of their way to make it not like seem like a boring rpg or whatever and they put a lot of extra shit into the battles and all that to, to make it not boring and uh, I got to the point as my uh, my nickname was almost a uh, one hit kill because uh I got to the point where I kind of went backtrack to try to get more beans and stuff and some of the guys you can just jump on them and they'll just die like kind of like straight yeah. out earthbound which is awesome well it, you'll jump on them and it'll go to the fight it'll go to the to battle the battle scene and then they'll die straight out so one-hit kill. It was great. I was just like, jump, and then it's like 60 points experience. I'm like, yes, I'm grinding. Which you kind of can't do in some places because there's only a specific amount of characters that will appear, so they'll disappear from the map completely. So you have to like go way, way far away and then come back for them to come back if you want to fully grind, which I haven't really grinded. But when you're stuck in, you know, when you're stuck in like a place doing the plumbing or whatever, you can't grind because the characters won't come back until you leave the area that you're at. So... I thought that was kind of interesting, and yeah, the giant chunky sprites are super cool. Oh yeah, Mario's Kirby also, because there's stuff that you can do that you can totally do in the Kirby in the Forgotten Land game, where you fill Mario up with water and then you spew water on stuff. That's totally a, a thing that they stole from Mario for Kirby, but it's <laughs> but you can do it now. And I got to where um I got I got the uh, the lightning hand for Luigi and the fire hand for Mario, which I always thought was really creative, how they had different uh, shooting oh, abilities and all that. And I just got to the point. Where uh, I'm in the desert, where, where when you're with Peach, and it's basically kind of becomes like uh, like Lemming sort of, where like you have to you, you have to like open a door, but don't let her out of your sight because once you lose her, she gets automatically kidnapped, and then you have to go rescue rescue her. Like that part's funny too. Uh, wow, well,
2: I don't remember that part. Because
1: Toadsworth like comes up and talks to you, and he's like, "Oh yeah, I forgot to let you know that if you let Peach out of your sight, she will automatically get captured." So. You have to keep her with you. So that's the way the next level works. You go through all of these different, like, um, obstacles to get to the next part. But you have to have Peach on the screen. Because once she disappears, she'll scream. And then a little Goom guy will carry her away into a pipe. And then you have to go down the pipe and then go rescue her. And then come back and do it all over again. So... I did rewind that a couple times just because it's can be kind of annoying, but yeah, there's a lot of really, really, uh, really creative, cool stuff in this game. You should uh, give it a run through again. And it's kind of the same way as you were talking about Jeremy with Metroid prime. Like I never beat this game, so it's kind of become my mission to play through it. And it's, uh, and it's less, you know, it's around like 20 hours long. That's about how long Metroid prime was. I think, uh, if you divide the six hundred sixty-six minutes, it's like a little over like ten hours or something that I put into it. I just got to the point where you go to the arcade and you get the Invincis room, and Mario takes it and he gets sick, and then he goes and they take him to bed. Oh yeah, and he becomes and he's going to turn into a bean in three days, and you have to go out and rescue him as Luigi, but Luigi's too scared, so you have to go to like a therapist that will full spoilers for Mario and Luigi, but you go to a therapist who basically hypnotizes you and tells you that you're Mario in order to give you the the. Um, courage to be able to fight yeah. yeah that's awesome like make make mario movie 2 into this game like there's so many great there's great uh, it's great story great writing the characters are hilarious yeah this first game is is great like i just i'm love i've just been playing it pretty much this one and another one i've been playing more
2: than anything else i would say this is a um, i would say this is more like your equivalent for me of uh skyward sword sure because yeah. i got all the way to the last boss oh, yeah. and it was the, the last the boss game syndrome
1: or whatever yeah do hate the old last boss syndrome
2: but this time you you don't have the fear you know. This time you know now I can you get rewind, a rewind yeah. on your side.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. and I can save state or whatever. Like I'm, and and I'm actually I'm kind of trying to like overgrind a little bit like and I'm trying to like make my character like make Mario Luigi into like total beasts you know like I'm really up in my pow meter and like my stash meter and all that stuff and because you know the stash meter like gives you like more lucky attacks and more criticals and stuff yeah. like that so. I'm trying to go into it as like somebody who actually knows something about RPGs. Like, not like I did whenever I played it 20 years ago or whenever it came out, you know. Did your nephew get to play this game at all anymore, John?
0: No, we, we didn't get to play it this week at all.
1: Okay. So I'm curious because it does, the game can get a little difficult, but with the rewind and save state, it kind of helps. But it, but it really requires you, like I said last week, like really requires you to know how to dodge and counter and that sort of thing. And there's one part where if you take a wrong turn, you can get destroyed, and that happened to me. And I had to—it's basically I ran into those Tanuki Goombas way earlier than I should have, and they were like knocking like twenty points like out of me like per hit, and I almost had a game over. But I just basically rewound until I've until they hit me, and then I just ran the fuck out of there. You know, so there's a there's things you can do now that you wouldn't have been able to do, and I might have ended up losing a couple hours of if of, of, of you know um. Because I was because I wasn't saving as much, I probably w- would have lost a couple hours of playtime and all that, and that's always annoying. And there are there are the um, the germs from Doctor Mario are in there too, and you can uh, change their color, and when they're all the same color, they all die, which is which is a cool another cool thing in there. So it's a great game. It's definitely my favorite of the Game Boy Advance games. So I've been playing that, and I've also been playing another game called Rhythm Sprout, which I highly recommend to both of you, especially Jeremy, because you're the rhythm person who likes the rhythm games.
2: That's what everyone says about oh about rhythm games. Eh?
1: Rhythm Sprout is basically what if what if Guitar Hero was like a, was like an RPG ish sort of adventure game, kind of. The only reason I say Guitar Hero is kind of has the same thing where uh, it falls from the top of the screen, and then you hit buttons like when it hits a certain bar, and it does the same sort of thing where it fucks with your vision. Where after you play it for a while, everything kind of looks like a tunnel when you're looking at a flat surface. You know, yeah. it does that to you just like Guitar Hero did. But it's super charming. It's a it's like a it has like a story mode. Uh, the dialogue is hilarious. Like the characters. It's, they don't really say what you think they w- they would like. You're you're basically you're this little onion sprout. Uh, you have to go rescue Plin- Princess Cauliflower. Uh, you have to rescue her. It's like the vegetables versus the fruits, and then there's the sweets as well. And there's this like uh, I don't know this giant fucking um, cupcake or something that you have to kill at the end. But there's just all these different levels that have to do with the story, and it's basic kind of like you're walking down a path. So you only use three you only use three buttons. You can push any of the any of the A B X Y buttons. Or the directional pad to do left and right. And you also hit L and R as like a dodge move. And you actually need the dodge move because you have a health meter. And if you run out of health, then you'll have to start the level all over again. And that's how you actually die. But you can actually wait and let the notes like pass by you, and that won't do anything to you. All it will do is just, uh, it will just like get rid of your combo if you have one and that sort of thing. But it's a, yeah, it's like it's like fourteen ninety nine. I watched a video of it on Game Explain. I was like, oh, this game looks great, so I bought it. Like I said, for like twelve bucks, and it's great. It's a blast to play. There's no multiplayer. It's all single player. Uh, there's a regular main story. You can unlock a prequel story to play before the main story. There's also like bonus levels, which are hard as fuck. By the way, I can only beat like one of them. So uh, yeah, but the songs are really really good, and it's got it's and it's got a lot of quirkiness to it. Like I said, you kind of walk down a path, and then you have to fight a guy. And then you walk down a path. But they do all some really cool variations of that. Like there's one where you meet like this Count Aurel. He's like a giant uh, mushroom dude. And uh, he just wants you to be his best friend. You know, he wants to watch Gilmore Girls with you and all that stuff. Want all the episodes twice is what he says. But, uh, but you but you just want to know where Princess Cauliflower is. So, you have, so you're on like this long table. Like he's at one side of the table and you're at the other side of the table. And you basically walk down to the end of the table by playing the notes. And when you get to the end... You fight with counter for a little bit, and then you got to go all the way back to the table again, and then you walk down the table, and then you go fight him again. Like, they have these really cool stuff like that. There's one where you have to fight an elevator, where you're just standing in front of an elevator, and people will just show up, and you have to fight them, like with the music. And then they'll disappear, and then another one will show up, and then the music will be different. And it's, it's and they're all completely different. And the game is kind of hard. like I, I want to get through it, but there's some kind of boss rush stuff in there that's a little difficult. There are like two things that kind of suck. There's no practice mode and there's no like easy mode. There's just like one mode. There's no like normal dif- there's no normal hard or whatever. It's just one thing. there's there's things you can do to alter the song later once you beat it once. like you can you can randomize the buttons. you can make the song go faster. Um, you can you know like that sort of thing. But uh, yeah, it's really. I mean, I don't really. I, I've tried many rhythm games, and I don't really like most rhythm rhythm games. But this one, you can kind of feel it like right when you start playing it that they put a lot into it. And it's uh, what is it? Tiny Build Games, who've done like a bunch of other great stuff before as well. So it's got a pedigree and all that on there. But I recommend it. It's only fifteen ninety. It's only fourteen ninety nine. It's way cheaper than the than the Final Fantasy Theat Rhythm, which is selling for what nine hundred ninety nine dollars. No. Uh. Yeah. No, ninety nine, ninety nine, one hundred dollars. There's for the a whole version thing.
2: of it of it. end. Yeah.
1: well, the well, the idea is it is if you buy the regular version, that's forty nine, ninety nine, you only get access to some songs. So if you want everything, which includes stuff from like Final Fantasy six and five, and a lot of the good ones that people like because the jerks like that, you have to buy the the hundred dollar version to get all of them. Which I haven't played the demo of that, but I highly recommend Rhythm Sprout. It's super cool. And it's uh yeah it's fun to fun as hell. I wanted to stream it, but it's really hard for me to play rhythm games and talk at the same time. So I don't think it would have been a, a successful stream in that way. But no, I think uh, I think you should try it out, Jeremy. I think you'd like it. I think John Sean would like it. I think it's very it's very cheap too. But it's very charming. and It's written very well. And I'm starting to get the idea, I'm starting to get the idea that I'm the bad guy in the game too. I think Rhythm Sprout's <laughs> not doing the right thing. I think I'm just killing people. It's kind of giving me a little bit of a Shadow of the Colossus vibe. Where that I'm just because there's this one part where where you just kind of walk down this street and you just kill like 20 people on the way to the end of the song, and then there's this one guy left and he's like, okay, kill me too. You killed everybody else, and like one of his friends comes up behind you and you just turn around and just kill them too, like without any emotion whatsoever. And I'm like, huh, I think this rhythm's. I think we're gonna find out that this guy's the bad guy in the end. But no, it's got it's got all this really cool writing and great songs too. I mean, wh- whoever's listening to the song edited, I'll put all the songs in this episode because they're. Well, I'll put some of them. There's like 30 songs, so I can't put all of them in there. But they're very good. been having a great time with it. And it's like, yeah, I think the last Rhythm game I really liked was uh, Rhythm Heaven. And that was a long time ago. And I tried that Rhythm Heaven-like game, but I didn't. I couldn't get into it. The oh, right. But Rhythm Sprout's awesome. It's a, I hope people talk more about it, because I think it's very good. Like, it's definitely... It's I definitely put a mark on that one for game of the year. Like I'll definitely have to bring that one back because it's fun as hell to play. Like even when you get stuck on stuff, even going back to old le- older levels to try to get perfects and all that, it's just fun. It like reminds me a lot of the joy that you had playing Guitar Hero, just minus the licensed music, you know. But this music is good. It's very good, and it's all sorts of different styles in there, different speeds, whatnot. But yeah, no, I I recommend it. Like I said, it's it's the it's the perfect price. It's only fourteen ninety nine. It's cheap and it's fun to play. And uh, make sure you go through calibration. Well, actually, they ask you to do that when you start the game. Because playing it in here on this TV versus playing it out in the living room with my Bluetooth speaker is completely different. Like the... Whatever the amount of time, like when I hear the the sound and the button and all that stuff, and it actually re- recommends not using Bluetooth speakers because they're not as on, you know, as it would. But it, but right. they but obviously they can right. tell they can tell what they're doing, you know, they know what they're doing and all that. And it's just kind of one of those things when you start playing it, you feel like that that there's you know that this that they know they knew what they were doing when they made this game. Like it's like okay, yeah, this is a good game. That's how I feel about that game. It's very sprouty, but that's all I got. And we can take a break.
2: Sure, let's say a quick break and then come back for other stuff. Cool. just go to patreon.com slash nintendo main podcast and hey mario let go whoa, 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 whoa. he's throwing us back to the
1: show so long gay bowser ah! ah, patreon.com slash nintendo podcast
2: game over
1: the break uh john tell everybody about how you feel about games and topics
0: games and topics oh wow big subject <laughs> uh, oh this week I, uh let's see briefly on hitman freelancer it was just like a total no go i failed almost every campaign that i i tried this week it was just Ouch. comical and it kept happening that i would i would get really serious about it. like i'm gonna beat the campaign i'm gonna beat the campaign i was very careful didn't goof off at all and that i'd make some tragic mistake in the last moments of the final mission, that just in some cases literally blew it all up. The worst was that uh, uh, there's one weapon called the explosive baseball, and I was hiding in a closet and the target. You know, i I'd, I'd, I'd done the 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 recon and I'd figured out that this was the target. This was definitely the person that I'm supposed to take down. And so I'm hiding in this closet and I've set up a trap where this person is drawn uh to the level you have this leaf you can steal a phone from another person from another um from one of their 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 partners in crime and you can call a meeting with that phone and then they the gps signal tells the the person that you're trying to get uh where to meet up and so i planted the phone and the the uh the the target was on their way they came around the corner and The plan was i was going to jump out of the closet throw the explosive baseball at them and run off to the exit to win the mission and after all this time after two hours after several failed campaigns and uh you know after getting all the cool weapons and stuff that i wanted to get and earning the rare silenced pistol that you can only get from attacking the other hitmen that are in the level i'm there in the closet i pop open the door and I throw the explosive baseball, only to have the door immediately close on me. And so I, I essentially threw that explosive at a solid surface that was just two feet in front of me and blew myself up. And that was it.
1: Oh, geez. I would feel a little defeated on that one. Well, a lot defeated. I definitely I feel felt like. defeated,
0: but I saw the humor in it. I thought it was funny.
1: Sure. We get something out of it.
0: So that was one. Um, the other thing is that I bought River City Girls as a talked about earlier and uh, i'm enjoying that game it's not my favorite beat-em-up i think there were uh, uh some better beat-em-ups that came out afterward but i'm still loving it it's 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 fun it's got a lot of character to it it's cool to play around in a modern version of the the kun coon world
1: i was gonna say does it does it give you that Kunio kun feeling though because that's like what it's Absolutely. trying to go for and I and I believe it's like has like uh, RPG elements in it in that way, right? Where you can upgrade yourself. Like, um, oh yeah, yep. When well, Kunio Kun, you could buy stuff at the store, like foods and stuff that would upgrade upgrade different stats and whatnot. Um, I'm right. sure you can. You do it. The... I I have this game too, but I haven't played it for very long. Mm. I would think yeah. it would do something similar to that.
0: I'm gonna play through it. I like all the uh, there's there's a lot of um, a lot of character personality personality to the game. You have, you're playing as uh, two girls from high school and their boyfriends are kidnapped. They're trying to escape the high school. And immediately, of course, the evil principal is like, you can't just leave school. Everybody attack these girls. They're trying to leave the school. And so you got all the students are trying to fight you to keep you in school um
1: sounds about right that's how my high school was like
0: right and you're walking through and uh, one of the classrooms you get to has a project a projector going and you can actually watch this movie that's going on and and, and uh it's it's a 50s style info film about puberty Nice. Uh, uh, fu- is, fluffy bunny
1: or f- uh, fuzzy bunny or whatever his name was from the right season. yeah fuzzy bunny has hair where there wasn't hair before
0: the narrator <laughs> breaks down puberty is an anagram it's like it says puberty stands for punch until you break your, blah, 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 blah. It was something like punch walls or something forever until, <laughs> until you're, uh, I don't know,
2: Sounds whatever painful. it was.
0: But it was funny. And, yeah, it just points to the fact that this game has a lot of uh, personality, a lot of, a lot of flavor to it. And that's going to keep me going, keep me coming back.
1: Yeah, I want to, I, I have it. I should play it more. I just have it. Yeah, I got it because it, it
0: was on sale for 15 bucks. I should mention that too which I think is the lowest price it's ever been. It's normally a $30 game. Yeah, I remember it was on sale. You know, it's up for 20 sometimes.
1: I thought it had a really good sale when there was a demo for it, like when it had the trial through the NSO. Yeah, they probably
0: went down to 15 at yeah. that time, too. I just I just missed out on it. Yeah, I thought it was like
1: 7 or 8 or something like that. But I don't know. I can't look because I already have it.
0: But thanks to Jeremy, because I've had this money sitting on my Switch for a long time. I think since my, my birthday.
2: Oh, damn. Yeah. Well, glad you were able to buy something you wanted. Mm-hmm. that fit your universe of things you like.
1: This just reminded me of a uh, quick thing, uh, talking about games that I have that I don't play anymore. I re-downloaded all of the rhythm games that I had that I don't play just so I could make a rhythm folder for my Rhythm Sprout. <laughs> I just did that. And there's and I have a lot of rhythm games that I, uh, that I have that I didn't really like, but I re-downloaded all of them just so I could make a rhythm folder. And there's a good amount of them. I forget what all they are. Uh, floor Kids, I re-downloaded that one and put it in a folder. Yeah. Wow. Even
2: kids, huh?
1: yeah, I mean I'm not I, I, I downloaded them and then deleted them Just so I'd have the icons that I could put them in
2: You know Google that was folder. in the top 10 of my top 10 Favorite games of 2000
0: Yeah Patreon spoilers We
2: right.
0: mentioned Floor Kids twice in the last month I mean that's like two times more than Anybody's ever mentioned Floor Kids in the last Two years
1: Yeah, I just wanted to see how many rhythm games I had And I had a lot more than I thought I had to re-download a lot of them Because they weren't on Did my you, OLED You
2: have Cadence right?
1: No I have I have I do I have Crypt of the Necro Dancer, but not Cadence.
2: Oh, that's right. I have Crypt. Oh wait, no. Yeah, that's the one I have as well.
1: There is one song from Rhythm Sprout where this there's this guy that like laughs at you. That's like ha 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 ha, and you have to kind of like hit the beat with it. His voice reminds me of the shopkeeper from uh, Crypt of the Necro Dancer. Might be the same person. I don't know. Maybe. I didn't look it up. But uh, John John has to bounce in a minute, so you want to yeah. skip and talk so sp- talk about the topic stuff? And I know that yeah. you don't give a shit about the uh, Pokemon Presents. That's why I edited it and made it to where what your predictions are for the Mario movie direct. Like, we really need one of those. But you could put, you can do that instead of the other one.
0: Oh yeah, so we have a Mario movie director coming up on what is it, the uh, ninth, the day before Mar ten? Yeah, for right. Some <laughs> it's kind
1: of weird. It, I mean, unless Very they're weird. just going to be like this releases tomorrow. I, honestly, like,
0: or
2: I because don't understand it's in why Japan, it's Mar
1: Oh sure. Well yeah, I know no, you're right. Yeah, that's the same thing with NSO where they where everything comes out on Thursday because Japan is the ultimate timeline. But yeah, it's like i don't understand i don't it's like why do we need it we don't need a direct like i've seen enough of this movie like you're going to show the whole thing it's only like 90 minutes long like seriously you're going to show everything the i mean we have to talk about it but i I may try to make a joke on uh, facebook on the nvc group i'm like it's just going to be all the actors just talking about how many times they played mario brothers and how completely knowledgeable they are about this about the source material and it's
0: all the time stomping Koopas.
1: Yeah, I know. It's just like, who cares? Who gives a shit? It's coming out in like a month. Like, just let it just come out.
0: No, right. I'm going to have to watch the trailer <laughs> because, I mean, it's all going to be spoon-fed to me you know, uh, one way or another Yeah. if I, if I don't.
2: Yep. So I'll have to watch it. And we're going to talk about it on the show inevitably, so... Yeah, yeah we'll I'll talk about
1: it. it, of course, like whatever that week is for March uh 14th or 15th or whatever
0: no actually predictions for that direct 15th i think there's the uh the the rumored mario bundle it's going to come out with uh, a mario switch and uh, odyssey and some sort of well, it was more than rumored he's actually announced it but um it's going to have some kind of uh, a mario movie item in there and what i've heard is that it's going to be tickets to the movie
2: like voucher for the tickets,
0: vouchers for the movie, which means that it's going to be a very rare switch, and it's going to be an immediate collector's item because so you have to. They're get not going to make of more of them ever. <laughs> it's do also one a really.
2: I was going to say, like, yeah, it's only however long movies. Are, the movies in the theater is all it really. Right. Like what it's th- relevant for.
1: There was a game. I forget what it was. There was a video game that had movie tickets in it do you remember what it was it was like a spider-man game or something was it
2: matrix or something i don't
1: know no i don't i don't think i thought the matrix game well maybe real maybe whatever that the one that was on gamecube that one came out before reloaded did i think but i thought it was after that there was a specific game that came with tickets in it and i forget what it was but it was i thought it was like maybe ps3 time or something like that but i've seen it happen before so it can happen again are you gonna buy uh Fifty of them, and put them next to your cereal boxes, so you can have yeah, the uh, 50,
0: 50 Mario switches. Yeah, that,
1: that's a lot of money. <laughs> that's I've a
0: three hundred thousand dollars line around.
2: Yeah, can you, I get a whole case want... of switches?
1: Yeah, you could just put it next to your cereal. I mean, it's a collector's item. I mm-hmm. thought you might get one at least, and not open it. <laughs> just, just put it in the corner. Yeah, I'm over
0: all that. Same.
1: All right, talk about your Zelda wants and diswants, and then you can get the fuck out of here.
0: All right, so I'll, I'll start with the, the hot take first. I don't want dungeons. I know you want dungeons, but oh, I, I don't want dungeons.
1: I, I, wondered, I was wondering how you were saying that. I thought maybe you were like, that you don't want there to not be dungeons because that's no, what i don't I, want dungeons. that's what i want i want dungeons i we need them i don't, yeah, wanna, I don't yeah. want dungeons
0: i like the the new mold of, of zelda where we spend more time in the overworld i've always liked the overworld stuff better i've always liked the side mission stuff better mm. and i think it kind of works better having uh you know 100 or however many it was 120 challenges uh of like you know 10 minutes or 15 minutes each scattered throughout i thought i liked that a lot better and um, you know we did have a dungeons in the way because the the divine beasts are dungeons they're just giant roaming dungeons sure integrated with the landscape what i would like uh in that sense is i want there to be a seamless transition to the divine beasts i'd like to you know be climbing around on it and uh not have a cutscene or 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 a loading screen or or something if i should jump off i want to like go right from the divine beast to the field and vice versa i think that could be really cool that's probably uh, you know I'm, I'm, I'm just guessing it's a restriction of of the wii u because this game was a wii u game first and switch could probably pull that off i think that'd be very cool i mean i think and, it could be done sell a little bit more
3: i
1: mean they did stuff like that in okami like that was a big thing where people praised that it's yeah. like you didn't really know when you're in a dungeon you would just kind of like transition really well from one thing to another right and okami the was was like a playstation 2 game. so i think i think you can do that sort of thing on the switch the number
0: one thing that i want though is i want to swim underwater because the one thing missing from breath of the wild yeah you can't was really that you know like underwater you, it was like a game that was supposed to be focused on nature but it forgot that there was a bunch of nature underwater yeah and it was just like so obviously missing i mean there was so much in that game that you ended up not not caring because you were climbing about and gliding around and whatever else. But when you stop and think about it, it's like why can't I go under the water in this Zelda? I don't know. Um, so I'm really hoping that in addition to going up in the sky, as we've you know been told that we're going to be able to do, that we can go down in the water and you know walk around with the iron boots and all that stuff again.
2: Well, I think with the sense of verticality that they're implementing or that they're at least alluding to. It would make sense to go down and not just up. Mm-hmm, I agree. So wa- water is a subterranean thing when you think about it. Like mm-hmm. it is water, but it's also just going, you know, into subterranean yeah. area.
1: I figured that because, I don't know, because it's already so huge already, like making all of the water under there, maybe they just couldn't do it at the time but that would be too much.
0: That's what I'm kind of guessing. I think it was. It's
1: why you would only stay on the surface yeah. and you can only stay in there for so long and whatever. But no, that would be great. I would love to be able to walk all the way down to the bottom. But there's some really big water areas, so it'd be like a lot of extra shit to add for that, you know. And
0: I would also like an explanation. This is the last thing I'll say. Um, Because it it seems to me like like this is going to be, as far as the territory that we're wandering around, an expansion. It's not going to be like a whole separate area. It's going to be what we're already familiar with. Um, So I want some... Plus, uh, it's going to be what we're already familiar with plus more so i want an explanation for the plus more uh, a, a narrative explanation that if it works within the story why we couldn't go there in breath of the wild like did these islands in the sky just suddenly appear um or what was the reason that we couldn't go to these other places before i want like a way that makes sense so it's not just like oh these other areas are suddenly here I don't. Know, what do you guys think do you think uh, that it is going to be uh, You know, starting out with the Hyrule field that we already know from Breath of the Wilds, or will it be more uh, new areas, or what do you think?
2: I think they're going to do it action style, and the opening scene's going to be falling from a great height back into the Hyrule map we know, Mm -hmm. but already being aware of the the verticality of it all.
1: I mean, you could it, it could start you like at floating islands above everything at the beginning, and not even go to the place that you already know. I would think they would pull something like that where they want it to be, like, completely fresh from the beginning. You know, not like the plateau and all that, but maybe its own, like, floating plateau that you've never even seen that's, like, way up. And you couldn't really get up that high. You couldn't make, like, flying machines and that sort of thing, so.
2: The greatest plateau, if you will.
1: Yeah, the Mm -hmm. the high plateau. I should, uh, I should, I should at least like read the comments before you go, John, just so you can react to them, because there's some pretty good ones here. So we we posted on the community page about what they want and don't want from Breath of the Wild. Uh, first answer we got here from Jeremy Arthur, having just finished Fire Emblem Engage, I can say that the removable the removal of weapon durability was a welcome change from recent installments in that series. I would love to see Tears of the Kingdom abandon abandon it as well. In terms of something bad. I think I would be disappointed if we had another zo experience that emitted more traditional dungeons. So he's on the dungeon side for that. Also, yeah, uh, that was another thing I thought about. A lot of people being upset about the durability of weapons, and, like how they kind of fall apart. I'm, yeah. I'm not really on one side or the
0: other, but uh, nor am I. Don't know. Actually I, feel like I feel like you want they Maybe they can break a little bit less often, but I like that they mm-hmm. broke because they made you that made you use different you had things to versus you had to
1: collect exactly. them. And, yeah, you had to collect them and All try things. to get better ones, and it gave you a reason to search for them.
2: It made me less terrified to to use like like I wasn't like hoarding stuff as much because I was like, well, the the models obviously that you can get more or you can eventually get a weapon that you can like that has a cooldown after it breaks. Um, so yeah, I I don't know, I didn't mind it. It really did keep my like it kept me using my whole arsenal. Mm-hmm. instead of just one or two things I like the most.
1: We, we also got an answer from uh, from from David Hutchison. I agree with Jeremy Arthur. Weapon durability takes away from gameplay and causes you to wonder when it's going to break. Perhaps a Diablo style of increasing better weapons or armor would make you trade that. Beginner bow for a level 20 bow or whatever, of whatever. I think that turns Zelda into trying to be something that it isn't. I think we're going to get open world, but I want the tighter narrative they are implying it wants they're implying, I want stakes. This is it. For all the marbles, stakes. Be bold. Tie in the Hyrule Warriors spinoff. As for the bad, wow. uh, <laughs> I, I like the bad here. Uh, as for the bad, those vehicles, yeah, they need gas and maintenance that require your hard earned rupees at a gas station or mechanic. And if you leave the keys in it while you go in that dungeon, yep, gone. All your installment payments to Beetle. Down, <laughs> down the drain. <laughs> Mm-hmm. yeah i'm still wondering what's going to fucking happen with the with the with the vehicles but yeah, it'd be cool to see like maybe upgrade weapon upgrades you could kind of do that in uh skyward sword somewhat and uh jess kenyon said as well uh my wife said uh i just want the option of more music i miss the music so much and a game with its with, with its with its aesthetic could do like beautiful string arrangements that were minimal but still present something bad would be if they changed the sound of link cooking that little uh-oh, oh, yeah. uh oh, uh oh, or uh oh, he makes I can't even do it. He makes at the end of pure is pure joy. Also, I didn't realize how important sound apparently is to me. And I know exactly what you mean there at that uh uh huh because that was like one of a uh, yeah I made a I made a ringtone for just to use that was with with like that was like all that little cooking yeah. noises and all that.
2: The kind of like uh, commotion of the little like ingredients being twisted together or whatever. Mm-hmm.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: And I guess on on this on the on the idea of the music of Breath of the Wild, uh, I kind of liked it, but I didn't like it. Like it was, I missed like the the stuff from like Twilight Princess, where like you're going across the field and you have like this music just like Dun, da 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 da, you know, like just like playing behind you and you feel like so yeah. much more important. And this one, you're on a horse and it's just like bling, bling, you know, just like nothing. It doesn't, it kind of took away all that fun, just like going across a big area and having this great music behind you. So I kind I I of missed
2: it a lot. Horses. horses aren't that exciting. It's fine. Yeah.
0: I think the next uh, one, uh, Tears of the Kingdom, to just have Trey going bling, bling.
2: <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs>
1: That's how it was. It was like bling, 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 like that in the background. Yeah.
2: That's, That's more of a chest opening sound to me. <laughs>
1: Cool. All right, you can bounce out of here if you need to, John. All right, I'll see you
0: everybody next week. There you go.
1: All right. So uh, I know we skipped over like your big, big achievement for the week, Jeremy. But we had John had to had to bounce out of here. But tell, tell us all about it. You did. You did the thing you've been wanting to do for over a year now. Well, maybe not a quite yeah. a year. Almost a year. Not a quite a whole year.
2: I finally mastered how to make chicken and rice in an instant pot, like without it being <laughs> overcooked. Well, I did that tonight, and it actually turned out really well. There you go. But, uh, no, I, uh, I beat elder ring. I mean, might as well get down to it. Yeah. I beat, Elden ring. I beat it. Fucking done with that game. Maybe I've actually played it some since I beat it. I, I watched because... the, uh,
1: I watched the video of you recording it and with Shauna's commentary on it. And I was just like, I was as confused. I'm just like, you're like, maybe I got the bad ending. I'm like, sure. I don't know. I, I heard all the endings kind of suck. You can watch them all. Yeah, They're all so very Shauna's... similar. I don't know. Yeah.
2: I, I got one of the, uh, the, the most apocalyptic endings. So. You know, I said in the in the at the top of the show that I rescued a world of dreams, which I was referring to, or a land of dreams, referring to beating Kirby's Dreamland. Mm-hmm. But I also like uh turned another world into a hellscape. And that was uh what I did. When I beat the game, I had embraced the three fingers, which was I think I spoke about last week. Maybe I didn't, I don't remember. About uh I had to go through this doorway I had to take my armor off. To go through the door and what i did i hung the i i hugged the three fingers it's more like they grabbed me and then it got i don't know it like faded out but um this big weird like basically looking like a a hand that only has three fingers but is a giant severed hand grabbed me and uh i guess as a result of that i became the uh lord of flame or something like that oh yeah your head, anyway, your head
1: became a you basically kind of looked like uh ghost rider oh yeah sure ghost rider minus the skull <laughs> yeah yeah totally or like or Dor- hair head kind of looks like
3: that for it was Doctor, like ghost rider as a, like a. Uh, yeah
1: yeah it kind of reminded me of the dead cells guy because he kind of doesn't have a head like that's yeah kind of what uh it's kind of like ray man yeah. yeah sure but it, yeah it was With like a flaming uh, head yeah
2: But yeah, I totally turned into the Lord of Flame. I think is what it is, or something along those lines. And yeah, the whole world burned and I was like, oh, I'm going to do something different because I actually had completed the quest to get like one of the better endings, but I guess since I embraced the three fingers, it was too late. Hmm. Like once you do that, like all other quests are abandoned and you become like you're turning the world into chaos. And the only reason that happened is because I was just trying to go through all the dungeons and and speed all the dungeons before I had to fight the boss. I was just avoiding that boss. And so let me tell you about that boss. I'm going to be real with the, the listeners. <laughs> I only beat it because I used, uh, I summoned two people to help me. And I said, I used an, uh, a, a special item to tell them that they were beautiful. And then please help. Mm-hmm. there are these things called the Prado Pate these I- items I collected and uh, they both kind of like I don't know maybe this is all headcanon but they both kind of like did a little dance and then they just beat the game for me, both of them. One of them died in the process, but the other one ended up beating the last boss, and I got up and I did a little dance, and then I got confused. She The whole time she said, I want to be around when you beat it, I think a big reason for that because she's had to actually watch me play this thing, like maybe not actively, but it's been on the TV for the last many, many months, and so... Maybe she won't have to see that anymore. I think that might be part of her excitement. <laughs> or but be, I finally be
1: it. able to celebrate the end of Elden Ring.
2: Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. Maybe I'll post it, but it is a pretty funny video because <laughs> as, as that as, having chosen that or, you know, having uh, received that ending, it, it's just not what you would expect to see as a triumphant ending. So, yeah, uh, I beat it, though, you know. So not only did I beat Elden Ring, which is a pretty huge deal but I beat my first Souls game so that's quite the accomplishment it took me 13 months
1: wasn't this uh was this so a I finally did, yeah made it. this is a 2022 goal right
2: it was yes. yeah but we're
1: just a little bit into 2023 so it's good you still got there
2: so but I did beat it yeah I beat it and uh it feels good it's actually been like one of the more existential feelings I've had about beating a game in a while because I put a lot of time into that game and it's just like, okay, it's over. Wow. I played that game a lot.
1: What was your, did it give you an hour count and all that at the end, like when you finished?
2: Well, just the PlayStation 2 version was over 600 hours. So. PlayStation
1: 4? <laughs> or oh, yeah, PlayStation 4. The PlayStation, 4. I, I want to see the PlayStation 2 version of Elden Ring. Like, that that could be something maybe I could get into. <laughs> It'd be more my style.
2: I'll say, I, I don't think, yeah, Demon Souls was a PlayStation 3 game, I think. So. It
1: was, yeah. yeah.
2: I have it. It wouldn't have been around. Yeah. So anyway, speaking of support, and my partner shauna I finally got her a ring this this week because we are engaged. Is it
1: like the ring, like the official wedding ring? It's the official ring. Well, it, I thought you guys were going
2: to do tattoos, or no? It's the official ring, as far as official rings go, right now. Like I don't know, we've got a year and a half to talk things over, but I think that we're settling on this being well, not settling on it, but we've agreed on. Yeah, I think it's the piece of jewelry that's the piece of jewelry. So. Sure. Anyway, not to, to put too much <laughs> exactly. I'm putting way too much weight on this ring. But after we went and shopped and stuff and found it, she's like, Do you want to go to disc replay? I was like, Yes. <laughs> so we went there and she bought she said she'd buy me a game, so I picked Dark Souls three.
1: <laughs> I, I you picked it. I, I thought she like got it for you just specifically because she's like, I know that you've played a bunch of these. Here's another one. <laughs> no, she would
2: So that's why I picked so like uh the only ones I don't have are Demon Souls. Well, I don't have Demon Souls or Dark Souls to but once I get those two, I'll have the whole well, well, three the whole Souls collection.
1: Supposedly three is better than two, from what I've heard. So oh, I, so I was
2: actually talking to Shauna about that, and the uh, the clerk behind the counter was like, "I actually really like 2. Like you seem kind of <laughs> kind of well, sad. Kind of sad that we. Were, I was talking shit about two, even though I'd never played it.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, it's a uh, when I was streaming uh, when I was streaming Metroid Prime Two the other night. Uh, uh, Jesse hung out for the whole thing and talked a bunch in the comments, but he said that Metroid Prime 2 was his favorite Metroid. And I was like, really? I don't believe that. But no, uh, yeah, he said it's his favorite. It was like two was like two, one and three was like the order. You never know. So like, some people like it, the weird ones, is what I'm saying. Yeah, <laughs> it's fine. Sometimes you
2: know. it's con. There's context involved, or yeah, yeah just uh, somebody just enjoying the the weird stuff.
1: I mean, the, like I mean, I, you know, I hadn't played two for a long time, so I really wanted to play it again, and that's cool. I mean, two two definitely has its uh, has its uh, highlights or differences from the other
2: one. I mean, my favorite one's three, but that's because it's the only one I've beaten. Yeah, as of now.
1: Also, the great thing about 3 is it told you where all the items were, so it was really easy to get 100%. It actually put it on the map, like, made a little dot to be like, here, go here, you know, so it's way easier to find everything. And that was the only one I 100%ed was 3, because you can, like, scan a computer later in the game, and it'll show you where everything is.
2: But anyway, so... In Elden Ring, at least, I, uh, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to start a new game plus. What the hell, you know, I'm going to, it's such a fun game. It's one of my favorite games I've ever played. Sorry, Nintendo, but (laughs) it's one of the best games I've ever played. (laughs) I said, it's one of my favorite games I've ever played. I didn't say it was better than anything else.
1: It's going to be really interesting to see it, to see how, I mean, many people have said this, but to see how Tears of the Kingdom compares to Elden Ring like, when it comes out.
2: I, I mean, know, it was compared to Breath a po- of the Wild, In a post-Elden
1: so. Ring world or whatever. Because, well, Elden Ring wasn't... I mean, you could say that Breath of the Wild maybe took stuff from... Oh, obviously took stuff from Souls games. But Elden Ring took stuff and from, Monster from Breath of games. the Wild. And then, you know. Yeah. that was and another
2: Monster Hunter games.
1: Yeah, that was another <laughs> thing I was thinking about when John was talking about, like, uh, being able to swim completely. Like, that reminded me of the first Monster Hunter game on Wii the monster hunter try where they tried yeah. to do underwater battles. I don't know if you played that at all, but no. they did, where they did like the whole like underwater world where like, let's make underwater monsters. And you had to fight monsters like underwater and it was way slow. And they never returned to it again after that. That was the last time that you saw that, but, but they were trying to do that whole thing where that's like, just have everything like let's fight. Let's I always fight hated underwater. the underwater
2: bosses the most in Zelda games. So I have actually not missed them that much.
1: That was another thing about Metroid prime Two. That I remembered is there's a brutal underwater boss in that game, and I think there's no save point before it either, which made it even meaner. So there, oh, they're, so
2: there's like a big long corridor.
1: There's like a whole yeah, there's a whole section you have to go through with no saves, and they're mean about it too. Like I had just beat a boss. And I could not go back to the save that I wanted to go back and save. Like you have to, you have to press on. You have to keep going forward. Like you can't go back, and so you you have to hope that you don't die in the next room or you don't like make it through with like twenty percent health, like I did with Ridley or whatever. So, but I remember there being a whole section where you had to beat an underwater boss, maybe without the gravity suit, even. Like they were that mean about it. So (laughs) you know, that's definitely considered the hardest one. But but yeah, hooray, Elden Ring done well completed you can play it however much you want more but you finally got through it and there you go you finally did the thing that you said you were gonna do i think
2: you know no i'm gonna tinker with it but i don't see myself sinking the kind of time i have in it, into it um i've been doing some research because i do think i lose my old file but i carry it's like chrono trigger I mean, almost the same exactly where I think I carry my all my levels, all my equipment, most of my items. And then the only things I lose are like the actual like world progress. So, you know, I have to beat all the bosses again. You can't like you don't get all the special items you get for beating bosses. So all that stuff's taken away and, you know, that kind of thing. But it makes sense in the context of you're playing the game again, but you're like somehow like from the future going back and doing it again. So uh I'm definitely going to try that. and. It should be fun. I mean, who doesn't love being OP in a game that used to give them trouble? Like, I love going back to the the enemies that used to give me so much trouble, and just killing them in one hit, or like killing a whole group of them with like a, a cast attack or something, and not even having to like they don't even notice me before they're all dead.
1: I was kind of that sort of yeah, thing's great. That's how I felt about well, when on uh, Mario and Luigi, where I accidentally went the wrong way, and those uh, and the and the the Goombas, um, the Tanuki Goombas were killing me. I went back, and I killed them, like, one hit, like, one jump, like, boom, and they were out, and I was like, "Yeah, nice, because <laughs> I went there way early, and I was getting killed so much, I'm like, this game isn't fun anymore, I'm like, oh, wait, I went the wrong way.
2: I really think you're going to play this game someday, and you're going to like it. I'll
1: it's play gonna it. It's going to be... Well, I, I will play it someday, I'm not really, I only played one Souls game, I guess, but I didn't really like it, but I'll... uh yeah, I'm sure I'll try it, it. all comes
2: day. down to the customizability, like that's where the that's where the real joy is and like getting into the systems and um and just seeing it like physically reflected in your like how your character looks. It's very Monster Hunter in that regard. So I you know, the more I played of it the more I was like I bet I almost wonder if I if I hadn't like got so into Rise, if I would have just not cared for Ring. But it made me want like the good looking armor. Oh yeah. It made me want yeah, you know, that's a big it, monster hunter yeah. thing. You yeah. I maybe mean, want to go out and harvest like yeah. parts to like craft things and stuff. So um which is which is part of the gameplay in Elden Ring. And not not as much. You know, it's not as core to the gameplay, but it's a thing that helps you not have to spend money for items you can make them yourself. But anyway, uh yeah, I, I, I summoned two people, they did the work for me. I just stood and watched <laughs> and then yeah, the ending happened and yeah, bye, bye Elden Ring. I'm I'm Elden Lord or actually, uh, her name was Cove Ellen.
1: Something Ellen, yeah.
2: Cove Ellen.
1: I thought her name was Joe Ellen. Or no, that's the other one. Was that the Joe Ellen version? Was
2: the p is the PC version, yeah. yeah. Which I I thought about also. Maybe I'll go back to the PC version to finish that, but I doubt it.
1: You got another game though that you've been that I have also. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I
2: got one more game, and so this is when when we were talking about the uh the the extra gold coins. Or there actually did pull up my account. In the meantime, and, and I did find like um, a reason for. So I got it's the same thing where I got uh, money from Nintendo Switch Online, and then I got uh, hold on, hold on. I got nine hundred and fifty five coins just from Nintendo Expansion Pack membership. I don't know why it was 955 but that's what they gave. Yeah,
1: what with. is what is up with like why did I get more and, and you got less? Like I don't understand. I don't know. Like and then I got I know I 200. put a lot of time in the 64 one but it should be And I realized rated I think, I, think I got
2: yeah, I think I had 200 for Metroid.
1: Yeah, weird. I mean, I got because yeah, it, yeah, cause it like, was double because yeah. it was
2: double points so rather than 100 it was 200.
1: Yeah, I got like two bucks, which I used on Rhythm Sprout for 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 Metroid. But yeah, I was like, why do I have eighteen? Why do I have eighteen dollars? Like, what's what,
3: what yeah. the fuck?
2: But I had eleven, so I had you know nearly twelve bucks in gold coins, and then I had, uh, and then uh, this game was on sale. I think it was for thirty. Yeah, so it's on it's 10. on sale for thirty. I saw it
1: on Switch Up. I always want to call it Near Automata. Is it Near Automata? I think it's Automata, but whatever.
2: <laughs> I always wanted to say near automata. Because Automata sounds better. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's probably why. But near automata, that's what they call it. Um and I like this game. It's hard, but I like it.
1: I liked it too. Have you have you uh, have you gotten an ending yet? Like I got an ending at the very beginning because I died by accident. Because if you uh, if you die within like the first three hours of the game or something like that, you get a completely game over ending and you have to start from the beginning again. Did you run into any of that?
2: Yes. So that's one thing I like about it, but it is annoying. Um, I've been I'm just playing on like the normal difficulty, so mm-hmm. I'm not. I didn't want to play easy. I've thought about maybe dropping it if um, I stay stuck on the boss I'm on now but uh yeah to save in this game it doesn't explain it at all like why i can't save it just says you can't save you'll find out later why and then it totally explains it within the context of the game why saving makes sense because there's these like there's like these terminals yeah and all the and all the uh, um all the androids are like connected to it through the network and as long as you're near a network and you've saved then you can upload your consciousness like a basically reload your consciousness to a new body um uh, and it, it totally makes sense like this is a game about androids researching robots uh, for humans but the robots are like it's so weird the robots are get weird
1: well i think i think the uh the way the save yeah it's it's like dark Soulsy, right like you uh you die and then yeah, you, you, can, you have to go back to your and body they can come back well. and and re and take your stuff back and all that and yeah i'm sure you I, Hopefully, you got to the part that I think you're thinking. Are you talking about the part where they're all like fucking each other, like giving birth to people, and there's the naked guy with the long hair? Yeah, that whole part was so weird where you walk through and they're all, it looks like they're like trying to have sex, or some people are trying to have a baby, and and they're all like robots and they're trying to like mimic like, I really love that the robots really look
2: like, um, you know, they look like nice machines, but they look like they're built from scratch, you know, like
1: they look very clunky. Like in, yeah, they look yeah. like clunky. Like they look yeah, like, like robot robots. Yeah,
2: but then all of a sudden they like they're like talking and they're like saying random human speeches and like or human words and like emotions, but they don't really make sense contextually. And then yeah, then they all get together in this big like beehive formation, and then a an android falls out. And, oh, it's so weird.
1: Yeah have Have you gotten to like the fair? That's where I am. That's where I'm stuck. I'm stuck on the boss. I figured you might be at the boss at the fair, which was I I did make it through that boss, but that's about as far as I got. It was after that.
2: Yeah, not the not the train mini boss, but the actual like boss.
1: The boss boss, like the one that like regenerates the robots and it like spins a lot and like has like a dress or something. Yeah, yeah. I I beat that part. There's also one part. I think it was after that. Like you have to be really careful because because it was like. Um, there's stuff going over here, you need to go this way. And I'm like, well, I want to go back and look at this other shit. I went back the other way, game over... Uh, here's an ending you gotta re so you gotta wow. be you gotta be careful where you go because sometimes if you don't go where they tell you to go it'll be like oh well because you didn't go over here and fight these robots that are doing this thing they ended up destroying the world because you went this other way and now you got a game over and you got to reload so so save often and be careful what you do because i lost a couple of the game of also playtime uh, bre- that,
2: it like know. literally breaks the fourth wall where it's like this game does not autosave. I repeat, this game does not autosave. Don't go whining on message boards. Yeah. It says something along those lines about like how hard this game is. Like you have to say, here's the system and we'll explain how it works, you know. And it's like it does make sense in the context of the world, but I think it's just uh it, it ultimately it's a game mechanic, you know. It's a. Uh, it's just something you have to implement in your strategy if you want to not have to redo shit over and over again. To an extent you still have to redo things and I've almost given up a few times, especially over that first couple hours. But now that I've made it to the fair, I'm in it for the win it, at least for now.
1: Yeah, no, I want to, that's a game that's still on my backlog infinity. Um, I want to get back to it at some point. I did really like it, but, came out when a whole bunch of other shit was coming out.
2: I'll yeah. throw it down to the, you know, the easiest difficulty if I have to just to see the story through, because the story so far is very, I don't know. It's just a, it's a, it's a take on, um, you know, the post-apocalyptic landscape that I like because yeah. there's so many post-apocalyptic games, especially in 2017. Yeah. Well, but, I mean, uh, what, what I gathered from
1: it is kind of what you were saying. It's like, it's basically like robots who are like told to do things by humans to kill robots who have feelings, right? It's like kind of like what I got from yeah. it, where it's like it, robots who are starting to feel or like have their own idea of their existence or whatever are considered bad robots. And it's like robots questioning this whole idea of like, why do we have to kill these robots who have feelings? Because we have, might, might have feelings too. That sort of thing is kind of what I got from it. So it's probably going to go to all sorts of different interesting places and multiple
2: endings or whatever. It does also, it's weird, but it does require you to attack non-aggressive enemies which i don't like but it's just part of it like you're supposed to maybe they're trying to make you as the player like lose your like empathy or whatever because like when that android first comes down it doesn't want to hurt you <laughs> yeah but you like, have, it just it just stands there but then it but keeps eventually, like yeah it keeps like upgrading eventually and, you yeah. Eventually, you're like your other person's like, we gotta kill this. Or like when you uh, when you go into the fair, everybody's just like, let's have fun, party, happy, and, you, and like nobody kill. gets aggro with you. <laughs> yeah. And then you go into where the uh, the train is, and that will that thing won't even attack you until you attack it first.
1: Yeah. I think that's so. It's it. like
2: I, I just kind of wanted to like run past it, but then the you know the non-player character that's walking along with me is like, we'll regret this later if we don't kill it now. It's hi- highly armed, so I had to like engage in battle. But like, it wouldn't have the battle wouldn't have happened without me throwing the first blow.
1: I think I think the idea is that like you're going to end up being the bad guy, like kind of like what I was saying about may happen with rhythms route. But no, I think because uh, I guess because like the first ending, you'll end up that you were the bad guy, and then maybe you can come back and do it differently. I don't know, but that's I haven't read into a whole lot because spoilers and all that. But that's what I think is that you're going to find out that all the things that you did was maybe you shouldn't have done it,
2: and you were actually you know I, everything fucking about the this world game. And all that stuff. I would say everything about this game like screens, convoluted storylines, So I'm fine with it. Um, you know, it's it, it pretty seamlessly goes between different modes, like it's like a bullet shooter or you know it's like a shooter and it changes all these different like angles seamlessly
1: it's like real, yeah quick. and then yeah.
2: and then even like you're in a 3d world but then like there's different shooter styles within the 3d space and then you're also like randomly going to a 2d mode and it's odd they really you know it's like uh you're on rails but it's like on rails and uh, um, what am I thinking of? Like you know, like Final Fantasy 7 and stuff, where it's like uh, pre-generated backgrounds or whatever that you're walking over, like that kind of thing. But oh, like a the picture. Sense. I mean, yeah,
3: well, yeah but they're of they're time guiding
2: right? But yeah. yeah, they're guiding you along mm-hmm. using the three dimensionality. So almost like Panzer Dragoon a little bit, even,
1: like. Oh yeah, like uh, like Star Fox 30th anniversary Fox. 30th Yeah, 30th but anniversary. it
2: didn't ever like switch to 2D mode.
1: Yeah, oh, it didn't sorry. It didn't switch uh, so much. But yeah, no, we're kind of like on rails sort of thing.
2: Because even if you're exploring an area, like it's a fully 3D space, like the pair. But then all of a sudden, like you jump up onto the airplane the, the of ro- the spinning ride. And then it's all of a sudden it's a platforming section. You know what I mean? And then like, you can't navigate that in a 3D way. Once you land on that first platform, it turns into a platformer, so it's like, it it just, it changes up styles on the fly, and it does it, as Trey said, seamlessly, and yeah, I really like this game so far. I think they I think the hype is worth it. And all the weird porn, whatever. <laughs> I
1: th- see. The problem is. I mean, there's a lot of problems. Th- the thing is, like any sort of like somewhat attractive uh, female type character in any game, mm-hmm. you will find a lot of weird shit of. Like Yuni uh, is like my favorite character from uh, Xenoblade Chronicles Three. I just like just wanted to look up some pictures of Uni to put on our podcast. It's like a thumbnail. Like, four pictures, porn. Like, all of a sudden, naked mm-hmm. Uni. I'm like, didn't ask for that. But that's, uh, that's you know, especially like anime-type characters or whatever. Like, it's you will find somebody drew a picture of them naked. I mean, even those fucking weird bunny characters from Super Mario Odyssey, there was, like, pictures of them naked, too. There's a whole lot of horny people out there making making weird shit that you'll find very easily. I just very, think 2 is
2: two B's got to be up there with most. I'm
1: just telling porn. you that the I'm just saying the Xenoblade Chronicles three characters, the all the women on there. This was you found that very quickly too. So like first page.
2: I'll just take your word for it.
1: So it's just I think it's that's weak, weak nudge. I think it's just the horniness of uh, whatever people who played. I mean, I like those games So people who are lonely and have no other incels or whatever you want to call them. It's Rule 34. Anyway, let's move on to our topics that we have. Uh, We didn't talk about Pokemon Presents. There's a Pokemon Presents coming up on Monday, next Monday. We'll talk about it next week, of course. But what do you think is going to happen from it? Um, The automatic thing, obviously, now that we have Game Boy and Game Boy Advance stuff on Nintendo Switch online, people are thinking, like, you know, what game, what Pokemon games are we going to get? Are we going to get, like, blue, red, yellow? I mean... Any of uh, Crystal, Gold, Diamond, whatever the other things. Oh, We, we got a comment on uh, Twitter about this from Stressa. I'd expect DLC announcements for Scarlet and Violet for sure. Maybe a new Pokemon or form released. I would love to see a new spinoff game as well. And that was something I, w- I figured that they're going to get into the update for Scarlet and Violet because there's supposed to be a real big meaty update. that's supposed to mm. fix a lot of the problems of it when it originally came out, which I'm kind of like... I mean, I love the game a lot when it came out, but I just don't really f- find a reason to go back to it. But I guess maybe if same some people didn't want to go to it because of whatever bugs that were in there. I mean, it would be interested to see how much they do. Maybe I might pop in there a little bit just to poke around. But, you know, I thought the game was great regardless of all of its bugs or whatever but uh i think uh i guess like shooting for the moon my sort of prediction was i want to see what the next pokemon game is obviously because there's one comes out every year right and i was hoping that maybe at the end of this year we might get a remake of black and white that'd be cool and uh you know like very like aiming low i figured we'd at least get the release dates for pokemon stadium one and two on nintendo switch online maybe they'll put them together like they did with mario party you know i figured we might get that which is already being announced. And of course, I'd love to see Pokemon Pinball, Game Boy or Game Boy Advance on there.
2: I was kind of like, I saw your notes, you know, and so I'm trying to say some stuff. But, uh, so I'm just kind of like more about predicting yeah, stuff I'd like to see. Uh, what about a sequel to Detective Pikachu? Because I know there's supposedly a sequel to the game. Yeah, right. Maybe maybe they'll announce like Detective Pikachu 2 is in development, uh, or rather uh, the movies in production. That's not development with movies. Um, so that was one thing.
1: Oh po- yeah. Detective Pikachu too. I mean, they made a lot of money off the first one. I'd be real surprised if they didn't make another one.
2: It was a solid video game movie.
1: Movie? Yeah. There's supposed to be a, a video game sequel to it. You already said that. What else do you have?
2: One thing I would like to see is a, a trading card game for switch. Like maybe a, a new possibly cross platform, but like an actual, like updated trading card game. Uh, but also they're probably going to talk about the game boy color. Yeah we, did see,
1: yeah, we did see that in the direct, right? That the, the trading we card did. game was coming to Game Boy Color. So,
2: Which, combine that with online play, that could be pretty damn pretty.
1: Well, don't forget the uh, Pokemon Puzzle League Game Boy Color game. That game was pretty great. I played a lot of that on my 3ds so you know there's yep. that too like put that on switch that game's a lot of fun I mean it's basically tetris attack with pokemon but it was it's cool it has like the and I, you know
2: I think uh similar to the twitter commenter yeah I'm thinking another spinoff game prop maybe whatever's stress up. whatever's gonna happen after arceus
1: at of uh, evermorph
2: yeah what's gonna happen after arceus like is that its own thing If so, maybe we'll see something about that.
1: Yeah, right. I mean, yeah, I'd like to see a sequel to Arceus. Like that was that one did really well, so I'd like to see an Arceus too. Yeah, next Legends game also. Uh, Do you have? I mean, we had kind of already talked about Mario movie direct. Like, I really don't want to see anything else. I kind of just, I figured it's just going to be, you know. I mean, the voice of Peach hasn't been there yet, so Anya Anya Taylor could be like, Hey, uh, what's up? I play a lot of arcade games. Yeah,
2: (laughs) Nintendo just knows the the they've gotten the internet whipped into a fever pitch every time they have a direct or even if like there's a there's a rumor there might be a direct so they're like we can promote the fuck out of this movie by calling it a direct and just keep talking about it and people are going to watch this and the podcast are going to talk about it game. network's going to talk about it sure, because yeah. we're labeling it the same thing so i mean that's just them using their advertising arm really well so good for them um i've had enough promotion about the mario movie i mean that that super bowl commercial was pretty damn cool it wasn't, it wasn't on the,
1: it wasn't on the super bowl yeah that new commercial
2: yeah but it yeah. would have been it would it, it was i'm fine with that being the last thing i see about the movie but you know i know what they're doing they're just really trying to get everybody whipped up into a frenzy about it so they're just going to keep getting all the kids thinking they got to go see that movie
1: yes yeah, i saw a poster for it at uh at um alamo draft house we went there to see uh, ant-man and i saw the mario poster and i was like there it is mm-hmm. i mean i'm probably gonna see it there so that'll be the place that i see it at so we can spend a lot of money on booze the other topic we didn't really get to talk about our stuff but uh yeah what do you want from tears of the kingdom and what do you not want what i really want is a different character playable that's not link like when i saw the uh the latest trailer from the direct i was like oh can we be, can we be zelda where it's like Give me your hand. Let me share your power, or whatever. Like it'd be really cool to be able to play as somebody else. I'd be into that. And in the opposite of what John said, but what what the listener said, I want dungeons as well. I want proper Zelda type dungeons and a, and an open world. And I don't know why. Just because I'm thinking game mechanics, it automatically turned me off on anything. Uh, no tower defense stuff, please. I never got into that. I don't I don't like it very much. That's kind of my joke answer. But uh, the uh, but the actual stuff I don't want is a. Uh, you remember when it rained and you couldn't climb on anything? That was the most annoying thing ever. Do you think they're going to make it as annoying as it was in Breath of the Wild originally? No. They got to they got to turn that down a little bit, right? Because the rain if slip, not, They'll do something the Rain slip to sucked. You. Like I would just wait until it stopped raining. I just stand in a fucking field doing nothing, twiddling my thumbs, just waiting for the rain to stop. It's it was like so real annoying. life. Yeah, it was so dumb though. Like we need we need to turn we need to tone that down a little bit. And breakable weapons, I'm really not like fully decided on whether I completely hate it or partially hate it. But uh, we'll see. Uh, I don't know. I, I I'm tempted to go back into Breath of the Wild again because I have it on Switch and I barely played it on Switch. But maybe I'll probably get into it for sure. Like come april you know and i'm really itching for tears of the kingdom i'm sure i'll start playing it again and then i'll come back and be That'd like be hey, fun to, here are the things that i don't to like, like <laughs> to go back and play that it can,
2: again that could be fun if we all which john's on here to agree to this but if we all started playing it like just doing a second playthrough you know leading up to tears of the kingdom we you don't have to beat it but let's just put some time into it every week and talk about it a little bit and just kind of yeah remember like has this aged well six years later? Um Also, what does it, yeah, well, just a more, you know, we'll actually have experience and more like, uh, yeah, recent experience to decide how we feel.
1: I mean, normally when I get really I mean, when it, whenever there's a new Zelda game, I'll always play like some of the ones before it just because I get really excited about it. And I did the same thing for Breath of the Wild. I think I was playing Skyward Sword on Wii, you know, before it even existed yeah. on Switch and all that. Like, I always do that, like, where I'll play whatever the one is before it. If it's not even like a week before or two weeks before or whatever, I'll get that itch and I'll start playing another Zelda game before that just because I can't wait. So I, I'm pretty sure once we get to April. I'll probably be playing Breath of the Wild just because of how I am. So, and I haven't even touched um, uh, Minish Cap yet. I'm kind of saving that on Game Boy Advance, but I'm definitely going to try to play through that again. But, uh, but yeah, it's like a I'll I'll get there. But yeah, it'd be cool if all of us were would would play it. Like maybe in like the couple weeks building up to it or something like that. You know. And I actually I you know I barely touched the Switch one because I played all the entirety of it on Wii U. So mm-hmm. I have this whole I'm still like I just got a little bit off of the plateau and maybe got a couple shrines and that's about it that i did on switch so i've restarted you know, it a few times
2: it. but never got too far past the uh, the green plateau
1: yeah so it'd be yeah it'd be a fun thing to do but i'm definitely gonna yeah once once we get towards the end of april i'll definitely start playing breath of the wild again i'm sure
2: well i definitely want you know hearkening back to the old stuff i agree i want dungeons um we sort of saw those with the divine beasts but they were still you know just like unique shrines really um but i would love a, a full-ass dungeon like let's get some stuff where it actually requires like certain items to do certain things and all that let's get a little classical here and so that's kind of where i uh i think this also kind of falls into that um i want the parallel worlds of you know link you to the past metroid prime 2. <laughs> well we've we mentioned it with metroid prime 2 yeah. yeah but also yeah uh you know ocarina of time with different timelines or rather yeah different ages of link you were going to like what if there was like maybe there was three what if there was three things you know who knows but i just think it could be really cool to see you know since they're reusing a lot of that the the map and stuff and i know they're making it more vertical but what if there was some sort of like what if there is like a version of hyrule in the sky and a version of hyrule underground and there was something about all three of those that was connected and, oh, that'd be cool i if, don't know i'd be it that. could be pretty damn cool yeah um yeah like yeah so, like
1: yeah like you were saying like light and dark world but like vertical verticality or whatever
2: mm-hmm. so yeah that's one idea and then uh another thing was like i want a fully aerial vehicle because <laughs> playing elden ring one thing that i miss about breath of the wild in spite of how different these games are from one another is the i just miss getting go like finding the, the highest surface nearby and then gliding down from it and uh that I just never got over how fun that was. You know, eventually you get the uh, uh, the uh, the the jumping ability from the, the bird. I can't remember his name, but uh, you get that. You get that ability where you can like uh, some of the tornado. It's called uh, Rivoli's Gale. That's
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. Rivoli's Gale. Yeah.
2: Right. You get Rivoli's Gale and you can kind of do that from wherever. But it still was fun to go to like the highest point and then do Rivoli's Gale. Oh, and yeah. No, really I mean, the, yeah. just do whatever.
1: I mean, that was like speaking earlier about horses, like uh, the horses were not that exciting to me for Breath of the Wild because, yeah, I just want to just glide, just glide everywhere. Like, that's what's fun. And I would always think about that stupid fucking song from whatever that movie was that The Rock was in, the animated one, where it's like, how far can I go? Like that song. I think about that one. Some, i thought you were gonna it, say it.
2: look over there it's gold mine but
1: no <laughs> i was thinking about moana but yeah no uh look over there gold mines works just as well so
2: yeah i said a fully aerial vehicle to cruise around like just i would just like they brought the damn motorcycle with dlc like just give us a ho- helicopter or you know something like that an airship like i said even if it was like a high altitude vehicle that you can drive wherever and then dive from to like go wherever you want like i just want that true open world I know, like, see, the thing with Breath of the Wild is they, like, got rid of the need for that by the fact that you can fast travel anytime, even in, like, the middle of a battle. Like, nothing was, no other game has been like that. Like, the freedom of the fast travel in Breath of the Wild is is pretty dumb, really, when you think about it. Like, in a good way, but, like, the open world nature of it was made so much more open because of that. But I still want to just be able to, like go way up in the air and just like explore. I just want to like freely fly around the world. And uh, I I would just like that to be an option. Even if it was later in the game, like maybe like, you know, last 80 or, you know, last 20% of the game, you're able to like fly around or something.
1: Yeah. Cause they, they've shown you like on the islands in the sky, but, and you jump and you kinda of dive like you would in like Skyward Sword, but you're not like holding the you know, you're not holding the sail and you're not kinda of flying down like you normally would. So it it'd be really interesting to see uh how those different uh things work out together, you know.
2: Well it kinda just seems like your your uh, loft wing's gonna show up. that's just cause that's the most recent Zelda game I played. The yeah, but it's
1: the game. same. It has the thing with That's your really arms out. Exactly. It's like, why aren't you holding the thing? Mm-hmm. Like, why aren't you like floating as you normally would? Why aren't you Mo- Moana-ing down like I would <laughs> for, for the, for Breath of the Wild. So yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm really curious about that.
2: My little, my little joke thing that i uh, but of course I mean it. Terrytown town part two re let's get Terrytown town back a different version of Terrytown.
1: Yeah, Terrytown was great. I'd actually didn't I didn't discover Terrytown until after I got the motorcycle, so this was yeah. like post DLC stuff for me. But I heard people talk about it, and I finally found it, and I was like, "Oh, this place is cool." But it's like, "Yeah, get all this wood and all this wood." And I'm like, eventually, I got tired of bringing them wood constantly, but I thought it was kind of cool before. it. It's got such tired
2: a silly place, and I just yeah. love that it was all based around people having the same like last name or whatever, but they were oh similar. yeah yeah, so yeah. really oh <laughs> sure. they were like, Well, oh, we're we must be the same because we have similar names." All right, dislikes. Or just wants, I should say, Tears of Light.
1: Yeah, nobody wants Tears of Light. Even though it's uh, in the trailer, a couple trailers back, he has, like, this thing on his belt that yeah. looks like Tears of Light. They totally do. It's like, don't do that. Come on. Don't go there. We don't need that. Unless it's like a joke. But it looks like a big, like, you know, like a big uh, thing with bells or tear-looking things attached to it.
2: It's like, mm. But I love, you know, I'm going to be one of those people and say, uh, I-, I loved Breath of the Wild. I thought it was a fantastic game. And it changed how i feel about video games i think in some regards as an adult you know in a different way than it did when i was a kid and don't put some fucking tears of light in <laughs> just leave those out yeah tell us something you, you, you did you did well with uh breath of the wild just make it better don't make it worse leave tears of the light out yeah
1: i just uh i know there's all this like there's the fucking there's the There's the theme park and there's the Mario movie and there's all this garbage that we just have to get out of here so we can just talk about the new Zelda game. Like, just get it out and you get out of here so we can talk about Tears of the Kingdom. Because I saw I I saw like an article somewhere where it's like Shigeru Miyamoto in an interview said that he has not been able to make games because he's spending too much time on the theme park and on the movie. And that's why I say fuck both of those things. You should let Miyamoto do the things that we want him to do, and that's make video
2: games. (laughs) Who
1: who cares about the fucking, I mean, I don't, that's why I don't like video, that's why I don't like uh, theme parks or video game movies. I want them just to make new video games, not those things. Let him, let him make his Pikmin 4 finally, which I guess he has, but you know, it's like, it's like, yeah, we have this theme park that has one ride that I can't ride because I'm too fat because, you know, you have to be real skinny to get on the fucking Mario Kart ride, like eat my ass. So, you know, it's, uh, I already got feelings on that, but you know, whatever.
2: Oh, is there like, have you found specific like specs for who can ride what or whatever?
1: No, is yeah, it was a whole thing. A lot of people got pissed about it as they should be. You have to have like less than a 40 inch waist or whatever is to, get, that to th- get on the Mario Kart th- ride.
2: Oh, so it's basically meant to be a kid's ride.
1: It's made to be a thing for, for, uh, it's not accessible. That's what it is. It's insulting for yeah. a lot of people. It's not, Mario couldn't even ride it. So uh, the character of Mario, is what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah no, it's, uh, I mean, we went to, you know, we went to like uh, Tokyo Disney and uh, and they took us into a small room to show that we couldn't ride Space Mountain. It was really weird and not great. So I've, I've been there. I know, I know what it's like. Mm. But yeah, that's that. But uh, is there anything else you want to talk about before we go here? I think we're good on time. Uh, the I think whole, we're good. The whole reason that I went to the eShop actually when I was in Rockford uh, was to look up the Bill & Ted Excellent Adventure game that John had put on Slack just because I wanted to know how much it was. And it's nine sixty nine, which is hilarious. Nice. And that's how I found out that I had 18 bucks. That's the reason that I looked was because of that dumb game. Don't buy it, but it's on there. But uh, Oh, uh, Big Run is coming out soon. Another big run—the thing I yelled about a lot during the during the direct uh, for for Splatoon three—it's coming out that first week in March, so I'm excited.
2: So that's the Splatfest they did not announce.
1: Yeah, there's another big run, and there's something called the Horror Bo- Boris. So much Boris stuff. Like we have it in Tears of the Kingdom, we have it in uh, Xenoblade Chronicles three, we have it in Splatoon three now. Nintendo's just uh, circling around that, eating their own tail in that way. But yeah, nice. I think uh I think that's good. Uh happy thirtieth anniversary, Star Fox. I guess we're both Star Fox fans, so let's end it by just talking about I don't know. Star oh, Fox I'm Your first experience with Star Fox. We did uh we did like three or four or five episodes about Star Fox when Star Fox Zero came out for this show when we first started doing it. So we did like a whole bunch of Star Fox episodes. So go back and listen to those. But yeah, Star Fox is turned turned 30 and I've seen like people posting like, you know, like top, whatever Star Fox games. And I'm like, there's not really that many, but Star Fox 64. That one was a great one and command on DS and the super Nintendo one. And that's about all we have. And two, I guess was good Um, in its own way, but it's like, uh, yeah, I don't know. Do you have anything you want to say about Star Fox for the 30th anniversary?
2: i beat two Star Fox games. And one of them was good. The other one was Star Fox Adventures.
1: You you never beat the sixty four one?
2: No, I don't think so. Really? I should though.
1: Oh, I think it really? I I thought you would have beaten the sixty four in some capacity. I don't at think least I on three DS or something. If
2: I did. If I did, it was Oh, you gotta Back beat in it. high school. Yeah,
1: I, yeah, I was remember. gonna say you gotta beat it at least. It's on it's on your Switch. Sixty four is yeah. I mean, it's my it's I think it's the b I think it is the best, and I think it's actually been rated the best. Uh, of the star Fox games 64 is so good. I played the shit out of that game and, uh, yeah, you should at least play it through the easiest difficulty. It's great. Like it,
2: I like the first star Fox the best, but that's just how I am.
1: Sure. I mean, the first star star Fox has great music. That's for sure. It's, um, it's fine. I mean, I I have my own joys about it, but 64 is so much better, but you should at least play that one. Objectively
2: it's way better, but I like the first one better (laughs) because I can beat it.
1: Star Fox adventures. Um, not great. Uh, play it no. if you want to play a not great game but if they re-released it
2: I had wonderful like, <laughs> fur effects for 20 years <laughs> it's,
1: if they if they like remastered it like metroid prime 1 i'd probably buy it just because just to play it again i but would it, not but it had some really fucking stupid ass stuff in it i would if, if it was remastered as well as metroid prime for 40 bucks i would go for it
2: if they added jumping
1: Yeah, (laughs) they should add jumping and take out the annoying British people that are in there. Oh, wait, it was made by British people. So that's all of the voices. Anyway, uh, yeah, thanks, everybody, for responding to the questions on the Nintendo Main Community page on Facebook, and check that out if you want to respond to our future questions, if you haven't done that yet. Take a look at it on Facebook. Just look up Nintendo Main, you can find it. But yeah, I think uh, that's enough for our episode here. Uh, Thanks, everybody, for listening. If you want to hear more of our voices, go to patreon.com slash Podcast. You can hear all of our bonus episodes. There's a good amount of them there. 40-something. You can access all of them for a dollar a month. So cheap. You can check those out there. Uh, Also, you can find me at twitch.tv slash Podcast. I stream every Monday if I'm available. And I'll probably play more of Metroid Prime 2 coming up. And then once everybody's forgotten about Metroid, I'll go back to GoldenEye, I'm sure, and play the rest of that on Wii. But uh, you can find us on Twitter, at Nintendo underscore domain, is me, Nintendo domain. And Jeremy, at JMAC stack you can find us there on Twitter. And also, uh, just search Nintendo main, you'll find it everywhere, and all that stuff. And, you know, uh, on the Patreon, for extra, you'll get videos of us, and stickers, and postcards, and posters, and whatever. That sort of thing. Check it out. Anyway, uh... Thanks for listening to 359. We've been your hosts. I'm Trey Johnson,
0: Jerry Mikowski, John Litter,
1: and uh, we'll see you next week. Leo,
2: happy 30th anniversary, of Star Fox.
1: Cuthbert, angry. I'm Tratham Sprout John. Johnson. Sprott. I'm Tratham Sprout Johnson. Sprout. I'm Tratham Sprout Johnson.
2: You made up the word. You should be able to say it.
1: Yeah, right? I, I didn't never said it. and I just wrote it down. I never tried saying it in real life.
2: I'm Drew ripped it Oh, I did not think that's what they're...